Hello everyone and welcome back to the Long Play Club. This is the definitive Metal Gear Solid book club discussion playthrough, whatever you want to call it, on the internet. I'm your host today, Christian Buckley, joined by the Long Play Club, starting with Omar Nakri. Hey! How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm excited to talk about the end of this game. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. uh, also joining us as well, Kevin Diaz. <laughs> are you Listen. excited are you excited to talk about it, kevin you've had some you've had some hot takes recently yeah 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 we're gonna we're gonna have some things to say um some things have yeah it, it's it's an interest this is gonna be an interesting discussion you know i don't know how else to put it other than just quite interesting mm -hmm. in in good and and horrible ways but mm -hmm. we'll see I'm sure. We'll see how it all goes. And rounding out the long play club, Jack Martin. Fox. How's it going? Hi. Uh, going well, Jack. Die. I'm excited. Like, because I don't know necessarily how you feel at the end of this game. Because I, I mean, I know I've talked to Omar about it in the past, but I have not really heard much from you about the ending of this game and what you yeah. think about it. But um, I will say to preface before we get into like a deep discussion. Um, my opinions soured substantially between episode mm -hmm. three and four, only in terms of like the gameplay elements. The story-wise, I'm all for, but mm -hmm. man, yeah, we we are introduced to some pretty terrible uh, gameplay mechanics at the, uh, I the am, latter um, half of this game. I'm gonna have to uh, agree with Jack early on here. Um, this is exactly what I was saying on stream. You know, like when when we beat it, it's like this story is really cool. The characters are really cool. There's a lot of cool different moments in the game, but like it's just trapped in just really bad age. Just just gameplay, gameplay stuff that probably most likely is just aged, right? I would love to hear someone that played it back when it first came out and like how they took it back then. Probably be a lot more positive than than will be right now. But um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's. I, I echo Jack's opinions for sure, for sure. All right. Uh, I'm curious, Christian. You said we've talked about it before. Did I like it back then, or <laughs> I, I, think, I can't remember what I think. <laughs> I think you did. Like I know I'm right. talking more story than anything else. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I, I know right. how you feel about like the very end of the game, and of course we oh. we we all <laughs> get to how this game wraps up narratively. But uh, where we left so. off last week, uh, we shot Sniper Wolf dead. Stood in the snow. Uh, Otacon was like, I, I found something worth fighting for. Um, and when we pick up this week, we take a few steps, and then we have to switch discs. Um, wait, real quick. I've been meaning to say this this entire time. Shout out to the mission logs when you reboot the game back up. Um, it basically like summarizes what happened to your previous play session. And it reminds me of The Witcher 3. Where anytime you jump back in that game, you get a voiceover of what was happening. And I can definitely see this being the sort of um, uh, inspiration for that. But the disc switch scared the absolute fucking shit out of me. I don't know if you guys are, <laughs> oh. were with me. Yeah, totally. I forgot about that. It's like that uh, the game over that's masked as like a title card, right? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. I, I thought I, I thought something glitched out, but no, it was awesome. Uh, I stepped yeah. over there and I swapped the disc. Had a good time. <laughs> So, did you have to literally swap discs? Because I'm yeah. on the classic, and I, oh, okay, okay, that's cool. I I yeah. had to Google like how 
do I do that on this? <laughs> um, but you have to like press the eject button, I guess, and like there's an on-screen prompt. You just go over to the second disc and mm-hmm. just do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the you just eject the disc while the game's still running, which always freaks me out. Uh, and then you put the disc in the second disc two, put the uh, slide the tray back. I was playing on the PS2 today, and uh, then press start once it's in, which I assume is probably the same. You guys had to do right, just have to press start after the disc yeah, two is yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that mm. always made me curious though, because I th- I know there's a bunch of games on the PS1 that you have to swap discs with. I know Final Fantasy VII has three discs, um, so that's pretty massive. And my only other point of reference for like switching things out for a game was like I think Rare was trying to do that with Banjo Kazooie, where like you'd rip the cartridge out, put a different cartridge in to unlock an item and something else, and Nintendo was like. Hey, that can just like break the console, so we're not going to do that. So I never understood how it worked with the PS One. Yeah, I don't think I've no... ever. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, my oh, I was going to say there's no there's no like two cart N sixty four games right or any dual cart. No, I think because they had yeah, like the um since it's a cartridge, it's just like how we uh, SSDs are read. You know, it's like yeah. there's no um need for like the rotations and stuff like with a PS One. Right, and there was like no save. There's no memory card, I guess. So if you take out the thing it takes out the memory too mm-hmm. or the save data yeah uh yeah mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever played a game with multiple discs that i had really? to so i don't think i have honestly mm-hmm. uh hmm. I'm la like to... la noir was two discs i don't know if you played that that was Never just for the 360 LA stuff i think uh because yeah PS3 had that's the Blu-ray, this... yeah exactly the games are shipping on multiple oh, discs right yeah, I don't think um, I ever encountered it. No, because I always on just on uh, PS3. Yeah, with Blu-ray, and I don't think any of the PS2 games had two discs. Like I'm sure some did, but I mm-hmm. not the ones I played. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we got to the point where games had two discs, but one of them was like the install disc, and then yeah. the other one was right. just the play disc. I, yeah. I think even on the PS4 generation, I'm pretty sure there were a few games that were like like I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is two discs for that reason yeah, like it's it the installed disc and the other thing um but is it really too and, oh shoot uh, i didn't know that uh oh, last of us too as well right i think so I think. for the physical copies yeah yeah mm. too much for one blu-ray um crazy but we hop into disc two immediately i di- i just wrote this down i was like man the music when you boot up disc two it's like foreboding as hell like that hallway, mm. like the lighting is just like yeah. red. It was just like this, con- like a bang it's... sound. It was like really, really good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I think this second half is the best that the game has looked, and like I think it 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 like shows that like why they put it on a second disc. Like I think I can see why they they couldn't fit all of this on just one disc, right? Um. I think there were a lot of like really cool environments that looked really, really cool. And it's and it's very apparent like in the first room that you get to after that hallway mm-hmm. that you were saying as well, you know. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Because we'll see in this portion of the game, even though there's only I think two named locations of like the underground bunker and the whatever the place was before it, uh, it's the most diverse the game has been environmentally, like Kevin was mentioning, where Disc one, the beginning of Shadow Moses, it's lots of snow, it's lots of like cargo holds, basically, lots of the same looking assets. But here it's a lot of new, it's a lot of variety within these two buildings. Um, mm. 
the basis for Katy Perry's Hot and Cold song. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> she's, a, mm. she's a big fan. Mm. Yeah. Um, Precisely. So I want to know, did anybody fall into the lava immediately? Yeah, immediately. Multiple times, yeah, me yes. too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, also times. with Kevin multiple yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Omar. Plenty of times. I was going to say plenty. Yeah, the, I feel like my, I mean... Uh, are we talking about the edge already? Yeah, yeah. Because that's through that. Okay, that's your first. Because yeah, I mm-hmm. yeah I try going through the edge, and I feel like the um, my D pad uh, just didn't work sometimes, where I uh, kept pressing just a little bit off edge, and I fell in the lava at least at least ten times, maybe fifteen. <laughs> I don't wow. know. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. That lava section. <laughs> yeah, um, I was baited. That was how I died. I because immediately I was like, "Oh, I'll go left," and then I had a D-pad mushy problem. And then yeah. after you kill the guard at the bottom of the stairs, I saw like there was a ration on the edge of like in that tiny, tiny corner. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I, I, can, I can get that." It. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I couldn't pain already. It's I funny too. Pain already. Yeah, because I like I crawled along the edge and I was like, "I got it." It said ration, so then I just like hit re- the reverse and snake immediately fell. And I was like, "Oh." Okay, well, that was somebody had a joke there. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Th- this that was the point where I was like, I gotta save like multiple times. So like, save before the ration, get the ration, save after the ration, and then just like go on with my business. <laughs> but like the the way I like to get across the main um, like shimmy uh, part, I had to like hold down the directional button to keep me against the wall, and then with my other hand hit up, and then x to crouch under the thing that's coming and then i just had to use like that's not how you you should use a controller but i was just trying to like cheese it to to do it um very annoying yeah like i had to like readjust my left hand to cover not only the left but i was doing the top d-pad as well to shimmy forward Mm -hmm. if if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. um yeah it it felt a little weird definitely definitely but um it it definitely wasn't the worst thing that is in this part of the game for sure but mm-hmm. this is like a nice little like okay like you know we can start with some interesting control schemes that we got to do you know but it worked out in the end also i i thought it was pretty neat that you had to like crouch when the uh thing was moving uh uh this this like i don't know if they were moving like lava itself or like moving different pieces of equipment or whatever mm-hmm. but the that conveyor thing yeah that was I thought it was pretty neat, you know, just a little something, something, mm-hmm. you know. Now, our objective in this room is going to the elevator so we can go to the underground base and destroy or stop Metal Gear. Before we get into the elevator, did anybody explore and get the body armor? Because I stumbled onto that and I was like, oh, sweet. I'm good for the next yeah. like section of the game. I forgot that. I, was that. I, yeah. I definitely missed that. Okay. So... Jack, did you get it before going to the elevator, or did you do it when you had to come back for the key? No, I, I did it before the elevator. Okay, nice. Um, mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I don't think Kevin, I don't think he missed out really on much, because as far as I know, the body armor is really only a benefit when it's equipped in your, like, L2 slot, and then... Um, right. Jack, do you know, is it for all damage, or is it just, like, bullets? I was wondering that. Okay. Um I honestly don't know. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think it helps me against explosives. I can tell you that right now. But mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. bullets. It basically made it like chip damage on Snake. Um, but you know, you have to toggle it a lot. But yeah, like 
I should have probably said this at the beginning, but when I first got into the game, I searched around the boss fight area with uh, Sniper Wolf mm -hmm. um, and went into those four rooms that have uh, the like traps or whatever that um, the cameras they're called. The guns that shoot at you and um, stuff like that, but like there were there were four different rooms around that area that I got a ton of ammo, a ton of rations at. So I think if I had not done that, I think this part of the game would have been a lot tougher. I feel like, um, but because like they gave me so much inventory and so much ammo and so many rations and everything, and um, you know, uh, shafts, nades, and stuns and all that, like I think I was able to have a generally pretty okay time during this section, but. Um, Definitely without those things, I feel like it would have been, it would have been a, yeah, it would have probably been a toxic stream for sure, but <laughs> it was okay though. It was okay though. We're okay. Now, Omar, do you want to let us know what your elevator experience was like on this descent into hell? Oh, I thought it, I had a tough time with the elevator experience. Uh, I think I, I definitely used a few rations and just struggled with the aiming a bit, which wasn't fun. Uh, I found out something that we talked about maybe a week ago or something about uh, whether or not the game has 360-degree control. It totally does. Yeah. If mm -hmm. you uh, if you uh, press the analog button or whatever on the DualShock, it, like, it feels way different. <laughs> I almost kind of want to replay it now, seeing if that would help at all. But, um, yeah, I, I, think I, I think I got through it pretty okay, but tough. Mm -hmm. Hard game sometimes. Yeah, I I was like Kevin, where in this point of the game, I had a pretty stacked inventory, so I was just grenade spamming and like praying, yeah. and it worked out for me. But Jack, did you face any difficulties with the elevator? Yeah, I wrote in my notes that the aiming in the elevator sucks, because it does. <laughs> um, I definitely agree with what I think Kevin was alluding to at the beginning of this episode, is that, like, man, the gameplay just is such a hindrance when you're talking about this game because there's so much there to love about this game even with some of the gameplay like i was playing the neversoft spider-man game last night and this morning which i adore but that game even like way more so than this game does not hold up in terms of gameplay but like you compare that to this game like one of the masterpieces of the ps1 era this is definitely significantly improved in terms of gameplay but still I just think it's part of this generation where you go back and try to play those games and they're very difficult because um, like what Omar's saying, like analog was either not there or just very new. So like people just didn't really understand how to make games toward that. And if you're trying to do precision aiming like you're supposed to on the elevator, it's just very rough. So yeah, I, I didn't enjoy this part particularly. Mm -hmm. Now, were we, we were all playing on easy, right? Is that what we all did? Yes. I'm on normal. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm on easy as well. Because, I Jack, I don't know if this is a difficulty thing, but do you have auto-aim? Um, I don't... No, I think I do. Because yeah. if I if I take out my SOCOM and I hold down the square button, it'll usually yeah, like, okay. target to someone. Yeah, so I, that's what my strategy mostly had been of in combat. I, I like, unless I was stealthing, and I had like a, a shot lined up, I just would like spam it. Um, but if I was using like the FAMAS for waves where the game makes you do that a couple times, I was trying to just hold out, like take some shots and just like 
hold square until I could auto-aim and then attack, but it's still, yeah, you're right, it's still not, like, ideal, you know? Yeah. I don't think I realized it was auto-aim. What? It's not good. Yo, I, listen, when I went on that elevator, I was like, okay, look, I have 400 FAMAS bullets, all right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure I could figure this out, you know? And I kind of just sprayed and prayed and it all just worked out, you know? But I do, like, sweeps, you know? I kind of just sweep back and forth mm -hmm. and just get as try to get as many hits on uh, enemies as I can. Um, but yeah, it, 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 you know, worked out. Mm -hmm. It worked out a little bit sloppy, but, you know, it got through it. We definitely got through it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure like it's like a snap auto aim. It's not like anything really like I think if you're in enough of a proximity and you're not really moving at all, it'll just like snap on for you and then you can attack. But it's like it's still like very, very basic. Yeah. Um, uh, small touch though on the second descent. Uh, I like that there were the ravens calling out, you know, just like teasing mm. what's to come. That was fun. I like that. I kept trying to shoot the ravens. I thought they were gonna start <laughs> plucking at me or whatever, you know. But I was like, oh wait, okay, they're. I, I don't think they're attacking me. Like I think we're good. Mm -hmm. But I kept throwing stuns and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I think it was on this elevator ride that uh, Master calls, mm -hmm. right? And he's basically saying. He's suspicious of Naomi because he like he looked pat he looked into her past and was like suspicious of that and was like <laughs> there was a line where it was like um what was it Ed Edgar Hoover mm. is that the FBI yeah. was like Ed Edgar Hoover was a known racist <laughs> so there would not be an racist. Asian person in the FBI and it's like all right <laughs> and then they're talking about like the mafia in the 1960s in Chicago mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's nuts. Uh, yeah big fan yeah i i like i i noted it's like oh the historical inaccuracies is what gave up recover which um we get a lot of that this episode just in terms of just um the cast that we encounter just like recounting actual history but like giving slight tinges on it which i think is funny compared to here where it's like oh no this is like probably historical fact and we're using that to discount something the game's trying to tell you so like mm. um that was that was neat but that leads into Vulcan Raven 2, the next member of Foxhound that we have to take out. We've encountered Vulcan Raven before in the tank, uh, had a, some, some difficulties with the tank fight on the Long Play Club. But uh, Omar, how did you fare in this labyrinth? Pretty okay. I actually had a lot of fun with this fight. Uh, uh, just so you know, I think you immediately find the Nikita ammo. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, sometimes it's a bit tricky, but yeah, I use the Nikita a bunch for the first phase of his fight, and then when he starts predicting around, I uh, use the C4. Um, I think it's a cool fight. I, I love the the atmosphere. I get a lot of uh, Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger vibes with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, what do you think? I, I thought it was fun also. I kind of played it like Pac-Man in a way. <laughs> where um mm. i had max claymores so i was just going to every single intersection and i planted a claymore everywhere and then i just let like had him track me through rows i think i got shot once because i was just like okay yeah come to me come to me come down this hallway come down this corridor <laughs> you're gonna be fine and then <laughs> um i think w doing like two sweeps or going through like two of the columns and like down once so he was wiped but kevin how did yeah. you fare I, I had max C4, so it was just like a cat and mouse game, mm -hmm. you know, plant it, 
around the corner. Yeah, so it it it, it worked out. I don't think I I don't remember dying at all in this one, but um Yeah, no, no. Like I was trying to shoot at him at first, but then I realized that okay, like he's kind of going on like a a set path that I think I can use to my advantage. Um so I just started doing that with the C4 and it worked out. Yeah, so it was pretty easy. Very, very cool fight though. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it. Jack, how do you do? Yeah, I think for me this is one of the least frustrating boss fights and probably one of the more fun fights in the game. Um just because like you can keep your distance most of the time and uh I think I called I called everyone, but I think Campbell was the one who said uh attack from the sides or from behind. Um and I think someone alluded to using the Nikita and then maybe C4 as well. C4 I had difficulty for him to actually like get where I needed him to go, but using the Nikita was pretty useful. Um yeah, it, it's funny that Omar was saying uh Mr. Freeze Arnold Schwarzenegger cuz I get Mr. Freeze Arkham City vibes where like That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be like hidden and um you know attacking from stealth obviously like it's not as complex as that fight that's one of the great boss fights of all time but uh yeah it, it's fun also you're in a freezer essentially um did did you guys have any of your rations frozen oh no because no whoa they can do that so i didn't but i called uh master miller and he was like hey make sure you keep your rations like equipped because it's it's possible that they could just freeze over so like he's like keep them close oh. to your body so keep them equipped it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. It it's funny that you guys had success with the Nikita though, because I that was the first ammo I picked up, you know, and that usually tips you off on how you should fight the boss. So I hmm. I shot a couple missiles and I, I tried going from like the side, I tried cutting him off, I tried going behind, and Raven was able to just like shoot him. So I don't know if I was just like being sloppy with it or what, but um uh, good to know that like it actually works because I, I thought like maybe I was supposed to hit this tank on the back with the missiles and maybe deactivate that because it's been a while but um, it, it is cool that you can apply a bunch of your different like tactical stealth strategies for this one so after the fight wraps up we get some talk between Vulcan and Snake Vulcan Raven drops a little, a little hit he says that Snake is not of this world, like the boss. What do you think of that? Oh, wait. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that until you just said it. Yeah. Oh, I thought that he was saying, like, oh, you just build different, bro. Like, I mean, I mean really? Yeah, he I is. Am, <laughs> I am built. Oh, shit. I am built different. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin has an existential crisis. Damn. That makes, yeah. Um, yeah, this is... I did not pick it up like that until you just said that. But yeah, okay. I see those seeds being planted. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the concept of uh, his, his, his ravens coming and just... I think eating him alive. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, oh man, that is that is interesting. That is cool. I like that. Yeah. Good fight. I good I ending don't know monologue. If, I like it. I don't know if Raven knows the stuff, or if if he's just saying it because like Snake has zero humanity, mm-hmm. uh, or the the or he thinks he does with the way he 
murders everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost when like Raven passes and mentions that mentions that thing about I'll haunt you forever. Yeah. I kind of figured he just thinks Snake is like a demon or something, like the boss was. Because I think you know, uh, uh, the boss wasn't the boss was just a guy, not yeah. necessarily. Well. Am I wrong, or was is he was he talking about liquid in that scenario? Because I, I think he was. Oh yeah. Jesus! Because I think they make a distinction between, especially in this portion of the game, between boss, the boss, and big boss. You know? Cause yeah, like, I think you're right. I think you're right. Actually, liquid. I think would be boss here because that's how I took it. But I did wonder, Omar, if it was that way of like, so does Vulcan know about the program or like? is this just Kojima writing a Native American to be spiritual and sense things? Like, cause I yeah, think it might've might been be both, that. but yeah. that's that. I took it the latter. I was yeah. like, mm, okay, well yeah. this part of the game's over now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but I think we also get the Deco octopus mm. like reveal quote unquote. Yeah. And that, like right vulcan's like hey deco octopus died that was actually darpa chief mm-hmm. yeah like the darpa chief that snake encountered earlier in the game was actually decoy octopus um yeah. that is revealed here um and i for i think this is where we get the cutscene showing decoy octopus like in the flashback right mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i think vulcan raven's the one who comes and picks up the body okay oh you know what that makes sense that does um so omar that reveal with the darpa chief uh how do you feel about that like does it is it still something that you think works in the mystery they're building here does it feel cheap like what 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 do you think of it you know um i remember specifically the whole decoy octopus chain uh being super confusing to me when i was younger Mm -hmm. uh because like they barely show him i actually was surprised i completely forgot they even did show him here yeah uh like i think i think it makes sense i think it's cool as a story beat that they they got this guy in a disguise to try and get information out of snake but um as a member of foxhound i i feel like he is definitely the most underwhelming or low-key he's just maybe build up the mystery some more and never show him or i don't know uh, it it doesn't really work for me to be he's honest like the dude in the suicide squad who dies like instantly yeah in that movie <laughs> yeah like oh, i was gonna one. say is decoy octopus just like the aquaman of this team it's just like yeah and, and he's here <laughs> like he's part of it yeah, yeah, yeah like he's the the little brother that gets invited you know it's like hey yeah he's he's hanging around he's he can do he can do some things you know um kevin as a first timer uh what did you think of that whole reveal with the darpa chief i didn't necessarily understand (laughs) it's like i was like wait okay so and then i was thinking like wait like did i see him in this game besides this one instance like you know it it seemed like super random but it's like, okay, like, all right, I guess we're going to run with that. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll make sense later on. Yeah. Um, because they do kind of tease it when you get captured and the DARPA chief's body's in the cell. It's like, oh, his blood is drained. His maggots on him. It's like he's been dead for days. Uh, so there's that oh, thing. Oh, right. Okay, right, but right, right. 
it's still it's vague enough where it's you could think like oh they just threw his body in there like you don't really have to be suspicious of it um yeah like yeah i just thought that, that they threw his body in there but like you're right i guess three days hasn't passed mm-hmm. you know like three days wouldn't have passed from the time that you see the Darba chief and he dies versus being in the cell so right. yeah okay okay so plus yeah did you i, I want to hear from you on this too like we get the debriefing at the beginning of the game, like in the cutscene, where he's running through all the members of Foxhound. And he says Decoy Octopus. Like, did the fact that you hadn't seen Decoy Octopus at all in this entire playthrough, did that stick out to you at all, or did you just completely forget that that was a member? I, like, half forgot. But then, okay. like, I remember, like, oh, wait, like, they said someone Octopus. Okay. So, I don't know if, like, he was going to have, like, tentacles or some shit i don't know but but um but yeah yeah uh i mostly just forgot about him okay yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's probably what the intent was i don't know because i think the first time i played it too i completely forgot that there was decoy octopus i was just like oh i guess he's he left or something like i don't know like Uh, it feels like there was like a cut boss fire or something like that you know like it feels like he was intended to have one i guess but i don't know maybe not maybe not yeah that's a good point because like it it does feel weird that they build up this team and then there's just this one that's like purely narrative i kind of like that but like omar do you feel like with kojima's history in terms of developing games with konami that there's a chance that there was a cut content fight or something with this extra member of foxhound uh (laughs) I, i don't know um from what I understand, I feel like he was able to make stuff his way only up until Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is a case where it's actually a cool idea and concept where the there's a mystery a mystery member just among you and you you don't understand or you'll never see him. It's but I just think it's a bit botched. I guess like mm-hmm. the they they both like show not enough and maybe say too much. I, I don't know. It's, it's a weird reveal. I think. Yeah. It definitely feels like something that shouldn't hit harder. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was supposed to essentially build the Fox die, um, sort of conspiracy, but it's, I think especially for us, it just takes place over such a long course of time for us. It's been like three to four weeks where it's just like, that was a while ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah it's and it's not with a character that you even know so it can't really hit necessarily right so Mm -hmm. um i i I agree with omar i think if they built it up a little bit more then it would have been a lot cooler but uh yeah it is what it is so uh we pick up after vulcan raven we go through a hallway with a million cameras and two trap doors who fell down the trap door i did (laughs) Only oh wait, no I I almost did I I I risked it for the biscuit to get a ration, and I finessed the side of it so I was able to do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I almost get all right there. Was I one? learned later on that, and this applies to this room that you can destroy cameras with a stinger. I had no clue. Oh, I, didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't either. <laughs> but the thing is, I like we'll get into backtracking but like you go through this room so many times i destroyed the cameras once and then like once you do like a clean sweep 
everything like resets mm -hmm. and even the destroyed cameras reset so Damn, there's, that it's, sucks. yeah there's really no point of doing it but that's a possibility and i feel like i missed out on that for the majority of this game is, is this the room with the 90 cameras yes mm -hmm. no. okay so the 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 tr i know these rooms i know these always back of my hand okay <laughs> i i know this very well so i think it's um ice room and then it's a hallway with just no cameras or no cameras or turrets over but there is the two trap doors that are right back to back mm -hmm. and then the next area that looks like an outside type of walkway is where we have the bazillion uh cameras and stuff mm -hmm. and then another hallway with nothing and then the metal gear room I think we get the right. Naomi um, call with Master where he like finds out the details right here. It's, I think it's right before Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I've, in one of these hallways or right when we get into the room. It's one or the other. But um, yeah, do you want to recap the biggest takeaways of that one, Jeff? Yeah, so essentially Master Miller calls and he was suspicious before. So he's like looking into Naomi's history and found out that the real Naomi Hunter went missing in the Middle East um, like years ago or like months ago and figures out that this one is a spy who like took um, that woman's papers and like has been masquerading as her for a while. Um, and then she's essentially arrested and, and uh, put into a cell. I don't think we get the whole business with her backstory at this point like the fake naomi but i think that's she essentially is put into holding i mm -hmm. think that's what the this uh cutscene is all about yeah and we get a couple coda calls in the metal gear room on our way up like i it seen i think there was one at the base of the all the ladders i think autocon called you mm -hmm. and was talking something about like uh how the the card system works and you scale a ladder and then I think you get another call. I forget who it's from. Someone says that uh, the WMD that Metal Gear is holding is a stealth weapon, so it's impossible to shoot down. Mm -hmm. I think is this Otacon says that, right? I think it's Otacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wrote down, um... and they changed mm -hmm. the launch from Russia to China as well. We might that might be a little that, bit yeah. That's in the uh, later in the control room, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I wrote down that. Um, a, a few pieces of information before the room with the the two of them. I wrote down the stealth I nukes. I want to face Omar. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 stealth nukes that Metal Gear is working on, like Otacon said. I also wrote down Fox Die. Is this like I think this might be the first mention in one of these calls? I think so. Fox Die. Yeah, I have that written down too. I don't know the the details. I literally just wrote down the word Fox Die. Yeah, me too. But yeah. <laughs> um, Great journalist, you and I, Christian. Yeah. And then I wrote down Key Quest, because I think in that climb, Otacon mentions, like, you have the keys. And then we get to the room with the, the Liquid and Ocelot discussion. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. correct. So, Kevin, we, you, you walk up on this room, you see... Right liquid and ocelot what do you expect i do are you expecting this to be the end of the game because you know otacon just said we gotta go get keys like what yeah. what is your expectation going into that room like stealthing and uh, looking so after they 
have this exhibition about like you know Fox die and like oh we're gonna uh, uh, launch the nukes in China instead of Russia or, or whatever this and that third. I thought that it would be like a stun type thing, maybe like some boss fight or whatever. You know, do maybe they have maybe they have the other two keys all along. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Um, so I thought like like some like that. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like I thought it, yeah, like I thought it, I didn't think it was going to be like the end right there necessarily, but like, I thought I was closer to the end at that point than what we'll see moving on. Like there's definitely a lot more to get through, um, than just that, but, but yeah, like it, like it seemed like it was, things were connecting and kind of like ending in a way Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, Omar, looking onto this room, and we see Liquid and Ocelot talking with each other. Uh, this is yeah. the first time we really see them play off each other, like, alone. Um, and they are aware that Snake is listening in. So, as this entire scene goes down, what's your what's your vibe on, like, the relationship between the two of them and uh, the way they're talking, knowing Snake can hear them? Uh... I am always kind of surprised that uh, how Ocelot is listening to Liquid. Uh, but maybe that's just, uh, honestly, I might be the, the worst person to ask this in terms of or, yeah. like the, the, the where the series goes. Like, right. I guess I'm just a little... Um, so, yeah. So I guess like looking at it that way i'm just being surprised that they're like like cordial with each other i guess if that's the right way to look Uh, at it like i think it i don't i don't want to say i'm not gonna say too much but sometimes i do think like uh the idea that kojima had all this in his mind before making the first game does come up to me sometimes where i'm like man he's got all these characters doing exactly what i think they would be doing Mm -hmm. uh or acting how they would be but I think he's just writing it as it goes along. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't really have any real good impressions here other than uh, nukes, China, Russia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think the rationale from what you were saying, Omar, from going from Russia was the initial like target for the nukes to China was that the target in China was like a nuclear facility, so it and the stealth technology with Metal Gear like wouldn't register, so people would just assume that there was a nuclear disaster at the facility rather than like a strike in Russia. So I think that was like there, this is like a huge expo- exposition dump in this scene. Essentially, like we get that. I think Fo- Fox Die is like further explained, and the possibility of a vaccine is yes. talked about. And they call <laughs> right. they call Shadow Moses Outer Heaven. Yeah, which. From the original Metal Gears, was it was Outer Heaven Zanzibar? I think it, there? I, I think so. Or is it Outer Haven? Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> so yeah, worth worth. I, I remember a name drop of Outer Heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that was some like prophecy that I guess Big Boss was trying to achieve. That mm-hmm. was some sort of world where. Am I jumping ahead? No, because this is the same scene, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's... I I think I put it together where 
it's a version of a world where the like true warriors are now more respected right and not like the hypocrites and the liars that currently run society uh then which would have been like the late 90s and still today Mm -hmm. you know um but like i think it was a vision to 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 shift the power dynamics back to the the ones with like tangible like strength like warriors and stuff like that mm-hmm. i i think that's what they were getting at with like the outer heaven thing you know intel society <laughs> precisely precisely. Uh, precisely yeah so in <laughs> in metal gear and metal gear 2 uh our solid snake is going after big boss and big boss's base is outer heaven so that's where it all goes down that's where he kills big boss and that's in this scene where liquid's coming from where like we have to like fulfill that dream snake robbed us of that dream because like he killed big boss um wait that's in like the original metal gears like metal gear yeah like the the metal gear and metal gear 2 okay gotcha okay so i see um it's hard to look at this specific cutscene for me right now and sift through what's true and what they were just trying to get snake to like react to because that is something that i never really noticed before that like they're fully aware that he's there until well the the, the whole time but then they specifically call it out like when his elbow peeks out <laughs> like <laughs> um just so like he they were, like, Wait, who's we'll, there we'll let him think he was being sneaky you know <laughs> like um, i did not pick up that they knew that he was there the whole time to be honest i think looking back it makes sense mm-hmm. but in the moment i did not register that it's more implied than it like it's hard to tell i think it's mainly the cutscene direction because i think ocelot specifically is like looking at the monitor they show the monitor a few times and it's like oh snake is clear as day standing right outside that room on the security camera um i just i don't think he yet like points it out to anything but right um oh we also get the three of us get that meryl is still alive i want to know like did they mention Meryl for you, Kevin, at all in this section? Oh, man. Like, um, like oh, thank God Meryl's dead. <laughs> no, I don't. Maybe. Maybe I missed it. But I remember, like, being like, oh, shit, like, she's alive later on. I forgot when they... It could maybe be this one, I think, honestly, but I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not, I'm not 100% on that. Maybe it yep. was for us uh ocelot just like asked liquid like uh what about the girl should i kill her or want me to kill her right was that what happened yeah something like that yeah yeah and then snake's like meryl's alive (laughs) yeah meryl um so right after that they confront snake they shoot him Uh, he drops the card off of the the high rise that they're on he gotta climb back down to get the card which is the first what a dork yeah. oh no i dropped my card <laughs> <laughs> it fell through the water thing whatever <laughs> so the drainage the, ditch the, yeah yeah, the, yeah. Uh, i fucking hate ditch. this part if i might say right now <laughs> i had a had a terrible time this is the worst game i've ever played uh oh man the, here we go it's it's not that big of a rant it's just a little bit of uh, my, can i jump into the gameplay real quick yeah, all I was going to say uh, is this right. is the first key quest because we got to do three swipes and this is the first one. Right. Um, yeah, but yeah, so that card falls into the, um, the drainage ditch and then you got to go find it and you just have to really crawl around the spaces to pick it up. 
But uh, I made a mistake where I was under the impression that there were mines in this drainage ditch because while running around it, I unknowingly picked up a time bomb. Remember the time bombs that mm. uh, Gray Fox tells you about uh-huh. uh, like five hours before? Yeah. So I picked that up and I didn't realize it. Uh, and then eventually I just died in there. So I thought, oh, I must have got killed by a mine. So then I took out my mine detector and uh, was down there and avoiding uh, the red dot on my mini map because, oh, that's a mine. Don't go there. (laughs) And so I spent maybe like 20, 30 minutes uh, not touching this red dot that later I find out it's the key card. God Uh, damn. Yeah, it was rough. Um, I just was purposely not getting the key card. Also, I... uh, Wasted 20 shaft grenades, all my shaft grenades on that one security camera getting down there, which ended up being big a big yikes. problem for that room with 90 cameras. Uh, yeah, Jeez. I had a big I yikes. had a rough stream for a bit. Big eggs, big eggs. Yeah. yeah, I told chat at the way beginning. Listen, you know, last stream, toxic levels were very high, right? Um, so I was like, hey guys, I I reserve the right to if you if you see me struggling, like you know, and I'm not tangibly like trying to like figuring it out and not making progress with it i'll allow you know slight guidance you know not tell me directly but just you know steer me in the right direction and 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 we'll be good um so there were a a lot of points where like if i hadn't had chat i don't know if i would have figured it out i really don't think i would have i really don't you know i would have for sure had to look up a guide right and like i think like you know it just belts down to the conversation of like, hey, old games old, ah, da da. Um, but this, I didn't. This, I didn't have too hard of a challenge. Like, I think someone in chat was like, hey, like it might be just down there on the first level. So I just looked down the water, um, which was radioactive water. At that, mm-hmm. you know, so that was interesting. Um, but yeah, like I found the card really, really quickly. So I, 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 I feel for you, Omar. So, Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's uh, it's tragic. Tragedy. On your chat thing, if I might add, I had the inverse uh, experience because I had uh, one guy in my chat telling me that there was a rat vent to look for. I think he might have been oh, fucking no. with me. <laughs> Wait, there was a rat just, vent? Yeah, he said, that, okay, there's a vent with a rat. It might respond in there. <laughs> and so I, I didn't know what to do with that. So, And then he said, okay, take out the PSG1 to look for the rat vent. And I spent some time looking for that fucking vent. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Chat, yeah. chat did tell me that if you wait too long the rats can eat the card really? i don't know if that's true yeah, but wow. that's what chat told me that like hey like if i took too long um there was like a lot of things that they said like were like bent on time like like when you jumping ahead when you're changing the cards out to what you need it to be you gotta hurry back like you cannot waste any time because they could go back to being back to being like the normal card. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were told me that, yeah, rats could eat the card. So hurry up. So I don't know if it's that, but I will say, um, the codec comes in extreme handy in like various points of the game. And this is for me, one of them where I always like, if I'm in a situation like this, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I just call everyone mm-hmm. and they will like blatantly, like they don't even try to be like sneaky, like, Oh, maybe try this. Like, I'm pretty sure Campbell was like, use the mind detector, and then um, the card will show up on the mind detector. And then I called Nastasha, and she's like, be quick, because that water is, like, <laughs> nuclear water. Um, and I realized oh. that 
there was like a staircase by the the camera that Omar was talking about, and there was one right near the entrance when you first walk in to see Metal Gear. It's like right off to the right. So I went to that one, went down, got the card, and then I picked up the bomb. And I was like, oh no, I've seen one of those before, and I just discarded it, and then that was it. That's, that's yeah, the codec. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I don't know if this will continue throughout the later Metal Gear games, but like the codec is will just straight up tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it might take a little take a long to like go through it all, but it's it's very useful. Like it it almost sounds like I don't know how extensive QA was back then, but like it sounds like they're like shit. Like sometimes like people just like don't know what to do, right? Yeah. So like let's just record like okay forget it melding into uh 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 the world and like you know being super like literally just say press r2 like fuck it like we'll just tell them at some point you know um so yeah it definitely definitely helps for sure definitely Mm -hmm. for sure it's very interesting that you guys pull out the mind detector because i didn't i um i think i might have just stumbled into it because like I, I saw, because I went down, I think, into the radioactive water when I first went into the room just to see if there was anything in there and there was nothing, um, like, visible. So then I just, I scaled that Metal Gear and then after Snake dropped it, I was like, okay, well, he was on, like, the corner of that walkway when you, like, reached down to, like, try and grab the card. So I went down and then, like, my mental image of what that room is, it's like, okay, well, this is probably the area it is. I walked into, the, like, the upper corner where the pillar was and I, I found it. Um, so that was probably just luck, but I was in chat for Omar's thing and I saw where you picked it up and it was very different than where it was for me. Like same Hmm. general space on the map, but I think yours was like flesh up against the Southern wall. Mine was like stuck in that corner of that pillar and like the walkway of the metal gear, like barrier. So interesting that there's RNG in it at all. Yeah. 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 Like weird. Maybe that's why they tell you to use the the um the mind detector just so like it's gonna be in that area just based on logic and then just trying to pinpoint it. But um yeah, I didn't pick up the bomb either, so I just I think I just locked out on that. I should mention I uh I looked at game facts. Uh, I <laughs> had to good. I had to Google it. I I just I felt like an idiot when I when I realized it was the mind detector thing, but happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to Gotta Google for facts. the changing discs thing. I'll admit oh, really? that too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like on the classic, I don't know how to do it. Like, like I, don't I, see, know. I see. <laughs> like, I, yeah, yeah. So that's um, part of the hardware. Do. Like, what do I even do it, with this? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Just a hardware thing. Is um, if I may ask, is that like in the software, like in the OS, or is like, is there a button to press on the unit itself? To, yeah. To so there's an eject button on the uh, classic that doesn't do anything like it doesn't pop open anything but you you press that and then the on-screen prompt comes up to go to the second disc file mm-hmm. you know oh cool and they just do that yeah but um my key card was like when you were first walking into the metal gear room and the right stair step that uh jag was talking about i went down there and then made a left and went all the way down towards like that wall on the other side and it was right down the floor yeah same. so my mine was over there yeah all right, yeah, so it must be like slightly randomized, like in that one section of the map. But, mm-hmm. um, just to understand why the mine detector would show as a mine. It's, yeah, it's that's a dumb sense. So yeah, that's really dumb. That's really dumb. 
yeah, that's like it didn't dif- differentiate at all because I know the mines have like, a cone. <laughs> oh, but that's really it. All right. Oh yeah, uh, that's yeah, a good I guess call. so. Because like, this, is, the... this is a dot rather than the oh, yellow okay. cone okay, like okay. you're mentioning. And like heaven forbid the mine detector, you know, picks up like claymores that are more closer to a mine than a card is. But <laughs> right. I digress. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? I tried. This is stupid. Uh, I tried taking out my cigarettes. I thought maybe that would show it. And you know what? I think that would have been way cooler than the mine detector. Yeah. Like, you know, well, maybe mm-hmm. just show it like heat reacting down there or something. Like, I don't Are know. cigarettes in all the Metal Gear games? Because I'm going to try to make a stance as a not smoke. I am. Oh, you're not going to get far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This Metal Gear I'm gonna is try to hold smoking. Yeah. I went yeah. through the full smoke game without... Got him. I went. I went to the full game without without smoking one cigarette. You know, I'm not anti-smoking. I'm anti-smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, uh, speaking of <laughs> smoking, part of our card quest is we gotta change the temperature of this thing because just like mm. Christian Bale's Batcave, it's got this ability to change shapes when you put stuff in it. So wow, great pull. Thank you. Uh, I believe first up is freezing it. Right, you mm. have to lower the temperature of the card. Um, for, the like sec- <laughs> for the second, um, <laughs> uh, the second wave of it. So you got to go all the way up, over, down, back down to Metal Gear, and then retreat back to Vulcan Raven's den because it, it was frozen. It was ice. Um, now, the way I did it, like I went into the room and then I equipped the card and then I just stood there. Like I didn't know if it was a passive thing or if I had to have it equipped, but. Um, Kevin, like you mentioned the chat saying of like it was time sensitive. I figured it would have been. So what I tried to do was in the room to change the temperature, I had it equipped. But after it changed, I like switched back to a different item, hoping that that would buy me time if it wasn't equipped. So it's not like exposed to the air or something. I don't know if that helped at all. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't have to do any repeats. Uh, I, I got my one trip around. How did everybody else do on that? Uh, for yeah. this card specifically? Yeah, for the ice one. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much fine. I, I, it took me a second to realize. Uh, I mean, I went looking around to see if there was like a place to place it mm-hmm. uh, to make it cool, but now you just wait like a minute, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much fine for me. Yeah, yeah. Chat's guidance definitely helped me out here. Um, the first inclination was um before i even went down the elevators and everything i went into the boiler room mm. and was grabbing ammo there and they're like hey kev re remember this room i'm like okay all right cool um and then when they were talking about all oh, like y- you gotta go from you know this car has to be cold and then, and then super high i was like okay that that makes sense now they said that you could also go all the way outside and go out into the snow to cool the car as well but it's like you want to just use that room that's right outside in yeah. that freezer room. Like just 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 use that because that's closer. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I think someone was was trying to troll me. They said that I could drop the card to freeze it faster. I'm like, okay, that definitely makes sense. But like I don't know how to drop you it doesn't let me drop it or like use it, you know. But like eventually it turned blue. And then we just went. Maybe back you go prone or something. I wonder. Oh, true. Ah, oh. I bet. Yeah. Okay. I bet that would have been faster. Yeah. Okay. Bet. Yeah. I lied sense. down, but it was still like, it probably took. It was uh, like still a, a, not annoyingly long, but long enough to just be yeah. like, all right, can this thing be done? <laughs> it's. I want to say maybe like a minute thirty, maybe. 
mm-hmm. something like that. It, it's it's interesting you brought up going outside, Kevin, because that was my immediate thought. I was like, oh, I have to go all the way back to the Sniper Wolf Arena, um, and I because I the reason I thought that was it was because there was one level seven access door in that arena that I couldn't open uh-huh. immediately. But I was like, am, am I even going to be able to go back there? Because I was on disc one. Like, are they going to include that arena in disc two? Like, so I didn't bother. And I was like, oh, the Raven fridge, of course, that'll work. But um, I don't know what's in that locker. I think Dude. you can. In When I switched to disc two, I, I accidentally went outside. Oh, okay. I didn't, like, I didn't spend too much time there. Like, I didn't walk around, but it, it loaded that environment seemingly. Okay. On so, on this too, so I think you could all the way go back there and do that level seven door. I bet, but I didn't. I, I remember hearing with Final Fantasy VII, like the way the discs are divided on PS One, it's like they include twenty, the last twenty percent of the previous disc on there, just so in case you want to go back a little bit. I think that makes sense. That makes but sense. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think I bet you this was a big fight at Konami was Kojima was saying no, I want you to, I want the players to swap back to disc one. <laughs> Like, wouldn't that have been so cool to imagine? go and oh do the backtracking God. thing? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, that'd, that'd be funny. Um, I feel like the the backtracking here wouldn't be as bad if you didn't have to scale Metal Gear like twelve times. Yeah, with like twenty, yeah. like couldn't Snake kick kick down a ladder? You know, yeah. just one big ladder instead of going up like seven ladders each time. Honestly, yeah. worse for me were the two elevators. I thought like yeah. that was uh, annoying too. Just slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I know I was very vocal about not liking the backtracking to get the weapon, right? I think a lot of it had to do with the guidance of chat. I just I just let them kind of guide me um, a little bit in terms of like things that like aren't as apparent on what to do. Um, but yeah, I I this was this kind of felt like backtracking that like I enjoy slash don't mind where it low-key felt like re where it's okay kev listen you have this amount of equipment you you know how to make all the way back there there's gonna be trouble over here so you your shape grenades there there's gonna be enemies over here are they gonna spawn more enemies on the elevator i don't know but be prepared for that so like i think i don't know like i i didn't mind backtracking for this for a for a specific like a a a objective thing you know i think what just made me mad about the first backtracking thing was that like i don't know like the the fact that the sniper doesn't spawn and the game like forces you to do that no matter how rigorous you're being in terms of like looking in every corner and nook whatever i think that's what is worse the first time as opposed to the second time where um you're not backtracking for really that long of a distance at least I, I felt like it wasn't that bad here. The boiler room is kind of a long thing, but it's it's not horrible. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if like there's cap there because I had chat yeah. kind of like guiding me loosely, but I didn't. I was not really that mad or bothered about back backtracking. I was excited to go on that journey again. I'll, I'll yeah. disagree slightly because like I yeah. like the backtracking here because it makes you remember the environment of like the red room and the blue room like for hot and cold so mm. that's fine but i definitely like i way preferred the first initial backtracking thing because it's like okay i, I the armory sneak again and, and it took me like 
15 minutes max, I think. Um, this one to me felt way more like backtracking for padding than the original one did because here, and the reason that I, I think it's a weaker backtracking segment is like, it's purposefully making you sit through things just as like, like between getting to the room and sitting there, going up and down the elevator two times and sitting there going up and down metal gear again and again and again. And then while I'm entertained by them, a lot of codec calls, like I just think where the first one I thought it was fine. Cause it's like, okay, sniper, I know where to get a sniper. Perfect. We'll come back to it. This one to me felt more like padding, even though there was like, story they were doling out it was just a lot slower and i that's why it didn't hit for me outside of the idea of like oh yeah find the cold room find the hot room that's fun but everything else in between was like kind of a drag for me yeah no like 100 percent, there is padding for sure 100 percent, like the whole process of that was padding but i don't know it didn't it didn't rub me like too much the wrong way you know i don't know what do you think jack i i was thinking what omar was saying either last episode or a couple episodes where there might have been a point where like Kojima and Konami met and then be like hey this game is not very long and like we kind of need something to flesh it out a little bit more and if that was the case then this was put in there for that reason because like there's a, a plethora of different ways to to make this section of the game work and a billion of them do not include like this is this is doctor strange's one thing where it's like all right we need to pad out the game this is that <laughs> it's like oh god we didn't need that we could have literally just gone here and then entered some sort of code or whatever that we've picked up progressed through the game and just been on our way but this adds like a solid 30 minutes to the yeah. experience and it's just not necessary but yeah like what you're saying christian we do get the uh the um we get a call from Naomi here, the fake Naomi. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is where, this is what I enjoyed about this part of the game because it was like peeling back the layers of all that stuff. So like, I just, I think it could have been paced a little better to the point of where like, I wasn't just going through three or four empty hallways and sitting on an elevator. And then it's like, oh, so okay, now settle in and just listen to this where like before at least it was like, I got to be like on my on my toes you know like this box his cameras is it, guards it's in the middle of like you getting the hot card and like going <laughs> back and then like in the back of your mind it's like this thing's hot i gotta keep it hot like i gotta go yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like yo i listen like i want to talk to you but i gotta go like yeah. i'm like yo i checked the yeah. status of it to make sure everything was good because i was like that was a long, very long codec call <laughs> yeah me too um so this codec call omar uh infamous name drop a couple episodes back talk to us about frankie yeager oh. <laughs> yeah oh snap oh All right sorry about ah, that i see uh, no dude i totally forgot man you're good um god uh is the call where naomi gives her whole backstory mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. about um yes her parents her... zimbabwe god yeah she had no family what and then uh her brother was Frank Yeager, who looked after her, and then she wants to what kill Snake, or she doesn't. I think I... she wanted to kill Snake because uh, both Frank Yeager and Big Boss were like her protectors, essentially, and Snake was responsible for the death of Big Boss and ruined the life of Frank Yeager, 
and left her alone, basically. So she's like, I swore my vendetta. I, I joined the FBI or CIA or whatever she's part of. And then she was waiting two years, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. But And she ends up injecting Snake with Fox Eye. Yes. So, like, we, we know I he has, that. like, a ticking time bomb mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I, I love I love uh, this performance. I love I don't know who plays Naomi, but it's awesome. She sounds so evil on the phone. Or uh, it's Jennifer so, uh, Hill, I like it. Yeah, like it's it. it's cool. Uh, a tragic story. <laughs> I forgot uh, how Naomi brings it up, but like I think she's going over like what she thinks her backstory is, or like where she comes from, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I forgot which country she cites, but like, yeah, like I think you know, I I was found or like did something around this area, so I think that explains the skin tone and <laughs> like I, like i thought that was kind of funny like yeah. her just dropping that like which i thought she was caucasian to be honest with you but i didn't realize that there's yeah. supposed to be a well, little bit of a melanin in her skin you know what i'm saying is, but i could be completely wrong on my geography uh she talks about rhodesia which is now zimbabwe yeah. is zimbabwe like southern africa that's africa hey siri <laughs> Yeah, that's that's in Africa. Okay, where is Zimbabwe? I got like it's hard to tell. I guess with like the codec illustrations, because like Snake looks kind of dark, and he's Snake is white, you know. But like, yeah, I was even wondering about Snake's, you know, ethnic background. Like, I didn't, I I, I couldn't tell if he was like Japanese or if he was American. Obviously, he's played by an American voice actor for us, but like, mm. it, it's unclear because of the <laughs> the PlayStation graphics, right? You yeah. Know? It is Southern Africa. Okay, then yeah. So that if indeed, she is indeed. white, which I assumed she was based off her illustrations, like that would make sense if she's from Zimbabwe, right. you know, like yeah. Um, but this is the call where we do uh, get a lot more about Fox Die, specifically that it's a programmable virus that can target specific DNA patterns in specific people, and through Snake's injection of nanomachines. And all of his uh, booster shots that we talked about on episode one, Naomi snuck in Fox Die, and who reveals this to us? But Master Miller, except who is it actually, Omar? Liquid. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is this is the call you get when you put in the key cards and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Man, okay, so in hindsight, uh, this is the whole, like, all according to plan, we're, we're puppeteering Snake, which feel I don't get it. I don't get it. We we were just talking about uh, how tedious or padding the, the key cards were, right? Like, did they, did they make that in a way to humiliate Snake? Did they design Shadow Moses in this key card system in a way to make Snake have do more work? Like, I don't get why they needed snake to do this with the key card and they couldn't just get anyone to do it i guess um well snake had the one right. key card already right like meryl gave it to him I, okay did he have that forever i think meryl yeah. gave it to him oh okay all right like i, I was af- struggling to understand i think he she gave it to a snake after the interrogation maybe or okay. gave it to him How- i think didn't he get the pal card from baker the armstead president that's what i thought no okay pa- no he definitely gets the disc drive thing right right shit does he get the key card too no no i no, thought he did baker gives him the disc drive with the the yeah. test data on it and he says merrill has mm-hmm. one of the key cards 
and oh. that, that's why they were looking for her. And at some point, Snake acquires it. I forget when, but you have an interesting point, Omar, about uh, them using him. I figured that it's it was more of like a hey, we can play this in a way that makes it work for us easier because if we just say we activated it and make him go through the work because like regardless someone would have to do that work of like freezing it and heating it up so like i don't know save them some time just have them yeah. chill out talk about no i can I, see it yeah i was confused because otacon like makes very clear like hey if you activate it when it's deactivated or when you insert all the the key cards it will just activate and mm. then it will become the weapon but if you insert it when it's activated it's deactivated and it's done. Mm -hmm. And then you clearly do it when it's deactivated. So I was like, when I was doing it, I was like, uh, this feels incorrect. And I was like calling Otacon. And he's like, you can insert the PAL cards. And I was like, all right. And all the uh, Xbox Series X's decompress yeah. into the thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was I didn't like the process of that because I was like, I think this is like, I think I'm doing the wrong the thing I'm not supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It turns out that's what happens. I. Uh... I do love the reveal of Miller though being liquid. Me too. Uh, I think mm. that's incredible because like I forget, I always forget how much like just unique animations they have in there for Kodakal reveals. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. And his hair coming up. Yeah, yeah that was it's dope. perfect. I it's it was like dope. yeah, yeah, the hair comes out, the sunglasses come off, and and then like always the perfect timing. Uh, Campbell calls in like Snake. We found Miller dead <laughs> in his cabinet for three days. <laughs> Holy shit, Snake. Yeah, it's never so gonna believe funny. it. Yeah, um, just perfect. Now, Liquid and um, Miller, how, are they always the same voice actor? Have they? I think, I think so. Okay. Like this, because I was, I knew the reveal was coming, and mm -hmm. obviously, but uh, as I was playing through it, I was trying to like really listen to Miller and see if he would like slip up on any phrasing or anything or what. But yeah, I, there was certain inflection at times where I'm like. Oh, it's definitely the same voice actor. Absolutely. Yeah, because he sounds Master Miller sounds British sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like I think, and I, I, I can never. I think there was a point in the call when he's talking about Fox Eye. I think and like how Naomi like might be when Naomi gets arrested. I think he says one word or something in a way that I'm like, hold on, <laughs> you're not you're not that. <laughs> no. Right. So, I uh, I like to think I have a certain skill of. Uh, recognizing voice voice actors, um, and I've played this game before. I totally forgot about the Liquid Master deception, and I didn't piece the voice actors together. Um, even though, like, once you once you realize it, it's very clear, mm -hmm. like one's a British accent, one's an American, but like they're the same voice actor. But yeah, that just um, slipped by me, I suppose. Yeah. So, Kevin, you you hear all this exposition, you see this twist. Um, right. you'll learn that Snake is carrying this virus to kill Foxhound. Uh, how are you processing all this stuff? This is a drastic shift from the main narrative of the, most of the game in terms of what's the real priority here. How are you taking all of this, these twists of like Snake's mortality, um, really being 100% convinced that yes, they are uh, related to Big Boss and dealing with naomi's treason like how how is this all landing for you like it's not particularly like unique in stories right but i personally liked it because it 
it like kind of had me like flashback to like when um they literally flash back in like Black Ops One, right? With like spoilers alert, spoiler alert for Black Ops One, uh, Reznov doesn't make it out of Rakuda, right? And he's dead the entire game, but Mason doesn't perceive that, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, and so like it it definitely called back to like a moment like that where it's like oh like that that makes this whole thing like really interesting, and I want to go back to the beginning and see like if I can pick up on Miller sounding like um liquid and all that and and um you know there were some things where like the um the the DARPA chief like I don't know like he like talked in some ways that it seemed like he was almost just saying stuff and making it up on the fly a little bit kind of so like I bet there's something there too on that you know, him not actually being the DARPA chief that you talked to and everything. So, um, I thought it was good. I thought it, I thought it worked definitely, you know, that, that like whole twist and everything for sure. I liked it. I don't know if we mentioned it, but during the hind fight, I tried the Jack thing to call everyone. You can call Miller during that fight. He won't pick up. Ah, <laughs> uh, good call. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, um, <laughs> Hey snake, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't mind the helicopter noise (laughs) yeah um no it's on your end um (laughs) jack with with all these moments in this specific scene before the room gets filled up with gas is there anything you picked up on this time around in terms of like all their drops to snake um the the true goal of foxhound at this point in the game like anything that like really stands out to you particularly um not really like this this honestly like i said before i I hadn't played this game for like five six plus years and uh, i didn't really remember all this um i think i alluded to it earlier in an earlier episode where like i thought the end of this game was like very convoluted in terms of the plot that it was doing especially this particular episode that we're covering like geez they just throw so many plot points at you and they're all designed to subvert your expectations of what's been happening in this game and it's just like oh come on like to me that was just like a little too much and um i wonder if kojima is a fan of uh m night Shyamalan, um because he must have seen a movie and be like let me do that times 100 uh because anything you do in this game is a twist uh mm-hmm. by the end of this game so uh yeah it, it's it's a lot and it made me understand the game like way less like i i get the general plot of like what's happening and um now with like the twist and stuff but yeah it's it, it he just makes i feel like kojima makes his stories like purposely difficult to understand it's mm-hmm. like very labyrinthian sure because like thinking back i finished my playthrough of it this morning um i i think at this point the biggest takeaway is that Yes, Foxhound was doing this to achieve Big Boss's dream, and they wanted um, to eventually, once they figured out what was happening with Snake and Decoy Octopus, they needed the Fox Die vaccine. They tried to manipulate Snake so they could just have him finish most of the heavy lifting for them. And I think the only other thing would have been that um, Naomi had ulterior motives 
but is later it's revealed that she was actually sanctioned by the u.s to or specifically the uh director of security right whoever's in charge department of oh the jim houseman yes jim houseman he uh yeah it's (laughs) secretary of defense i think okay thank you yeah um he sanctioned her to be the one to uh distribute fox eye and that's how that plays into the the ending of the game but um i should mention this real quick too but i really do just love the codec because like uh it just seems always seems like there's so much going on behind the scenes or like you really get a picture of like the situation where uh jim houseman is storming in and uh campbell's people are tying up naomi or the colonel's getting tied up like it, it always it it definitely seems like uh, a radio player or something almost like Mm. it does a lot to flesh out the world, maybe too much to flesh out the world, but um, it fleshes out too much, but it's always kind of fun. I guess Uh, it's like my favorite thing about Metal Gear probably is just these calls. Mm. It's very unique to the series. And I think that I I wonder if you could make a case where because I know a lot of people point to this past generation of like open world games and audio logs and stuff. They point it to Bioshock, but like, I, I wonder if it's actually this. Bro, I think that's genius. I think you're right. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Because because even like Kojima did that himself with like Metal Gear Solid Five, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I think that's ninety percent of the story is audio logs. <laughs> right. <laughs> For the worst, I think too. I, I wish that game had a codec. Yeah. Like, need it. Mm-hmm. Need it. So after all this, a codec, it has yeah, it, it has a thing, but it's definitely it's not the codec. Um, Damn, that's yeah. fucking. I, I was hoping to get like you know really good looking codecs like that like call check. back to yeah. What the f- damn man? Yeah, <laughs> tragic. So tragic. We have another escape room puzzle after all this exposition dump, Kevin. Uh, how do you experience getting out of the gas room? Very fun. Um, this is where the frustration is like. like I was, I was so in chat. Look, like, if, 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 if the BS is sprinkled and not concentrated, you know, I'm a, will live. But this one was edging on the edge of like, okay, this is just kind of dumb. Like, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I called Otacon. Right. And like he was like, oh dude, chill out. I'm working on security system like that. And I'm like looking at my O2. I'm looking at the gas. I'm like, dude, like I, there, there's not a lot of time to chill, <laughs> you know. Um, but like last second, he's like, okay, I got it open. And then all the gas goes out when the door opens, and like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think I, I forgot if it was, I forgot who told me this on the, um, on the call, but. I think someone mentioned that I could use one of my weapons to break open the glass, even though it was bulletproof. Like I could use, like I was assuming, like a stinger or um, some other rocket that the Nikita that I was going to be able to break open the glass. So I tried that for a little bit, but then Alicon called me and told me that he got it open. So nice. Never got to do that, but, but yeah. Well, right after that. Uh, we dive into another exposition dump. Specifically, like, this is the one I've been waiting for, I think, the entire time. It's it's just Snake and Liquid. It's the two of them bouncing back and forth for the rest of the game. Uh, this is where we get the iconic Les Enfants Terribles. 
Oui, oui. The terrible children. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The terrible children. Uh, recessive genes. This is also here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, basically, like, Snake is the... He got the good genes, and mm-hmm. Liquid got the bad genes, and Snake took everything away from Liquid, and mm-hmm. that's what Liquid tells Snake, at least. Yeah, because I, I think specifically the way that Liquid's talking about it, and the way we can pull on this later but like the way it's implied that like liquid believes he's inferior um it's strictly on a like a physical level because solid snake is with the benefit of the gene therapy or whatever that they did to create the two of them got the look big boss right like that's that's what solid snake got and liquid got like everything else and he just is like ah i got this blonde hair it's not the same and he's british i mean (laughs) here's what i mean what i thought about when liquid was saying oh like you know i got the recessive genes and like i'm i guess lesser you know i'm i'm like lesser than you and and um uh and when they start explaining the whole there were eight of us and and that whole thing that we will we will because we were just like damn okay bold fucking move okay bold Mm um i kind of don't understand it because like yeah okay like snake is built up from multiple people you know that oh i'm this legendary hero this and the third ah, ah. but like i never really felt that powerful in comparison to like liquid i feel like liquid was a lot more capable and like at least seemed a lot more daunting and it seems like he would have been the he would have been the one that got the dominant genes i don't know you know what i'm saying like i don't know how i don't know like if I'm just thinking too deep, low key, but so I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Like, I feel like you're a lot I, better than me. I, I don't know. I, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's later, Jack. Does somebody mention phenotype? And that's, uh, like, that's just like the appearance. Um, maybe. I mean, we'll get into it much later. But there's a there's a cutscene, Marvel-esque uh, credits cutscene. Mm that uh speaks to what kevin was talking about yeah uh omar before we fight um rex is there any other things that stood out to you with uh liquid and snake bantering i think this is where we get the like the live action footage of the lab and stuff like that like so cool (laughs) this is why they needed the second disc i bet is to include some more footage like that sure that's my best bet but um yeah, I hate this shit. I I love the the liquid, uh, the whole the framing of it, the the red shots, the lighting. It looks awesome, but liquid is so insufferable to me in this scene. I think that Gene stuff is so icky and nasty, and the way he's like humanity just lives to pass on their genes to children again with the psychomantis insult uh, bullshit. I feel like you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, really weird, yeah. and like you know, maybe it gets the point of it wasn't that later of the game is reversing that or going in face of fate or whatever but just as a as a villain's motive i guess in this it's like just nasty i don't know i just hate liquid at this point like i know kojima made that tweet uh at one point saying that uh he like i won't say the rest of them but he says every metal gear solid game has a uh like a four-letter word associated with it mm-hmm. and like i know this one metal gear solid one is like jeans but i 
almost feel like it really is just too much at that point for this whole game just to get into this layoff on three stuff. I, it, it was like a cool like Cold War thing. And then I don't know. It's about family bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, that's no, me. You go ahead. Like by the end of this game, it's like, yo, I remember like infiltrating mm. You know this base and like it was it was like okay cool like i'm i'm a i'm a dude who's very capable of uh doing these things and stuff like that like i'm trying to stop uh this 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 weapon great all good and then like the game ends and almost like puts its flag down on like this message of like just living life and i'm like what the fuck like how did we get here <laughs> like and the, and the game's over like 10 hours it's like wait like how how do we even how <laughs> like it seemed like it all happened at the end where yeah. just this like super big shift of like yeah this game is really just about you know um uh uh you know sometimes we're so wrapped up and we forget to live mm-hmm. and it's like huh like, so you know so, something that i've always like taken issue specifically with this game in the metal gear series is that like what you're saying kevin it starts off as such not run-of-the-mill but like easy to comprehend stealth game and then by the end of it it's like what just even happened like yeah they just drop so much in uh, i guess we'll call it the third act of this game where it's like man i I, you just like turn this into a totally different experience and like i like what all the stuff they introduce but like it's not easy to understand and they like constantly are trying to to make you sort of like second guess what's been happening. I texted Christian this before we did this. Cause I was like, I found a similar experience with uh, final fantasy seven remake where by the end of that game, it's like, Whoa, <laughs> they just like, yeah. they introduced something so crazy by the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and just Boy, totally, we'll it just we'll totally talk. like you, that game starts off very like grounded like environmental terrorists and by the end of it, it's like what's even happening in a good way of course mm-hmm. and same here but it's it's a lot to take in and uh it's it's hard to to process really i feel like they make this game seem so big for a while like it's world the world is ending but then it just becomes a small scale like family stuff it just feels like mm-hmm. the scope of it is limited by the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I personally, I like how it becomes more of a narrow focus uh, because I, I do think, Jack, you put it well, like it is easy to understand and go along with at the beginning and talking about like the way corporate espionage is working with everything. Like it's easily it's easy to digest. But I, I think in the case of Snake as a protagonist and Kevin was like questioning like what makes Snake more of a hero, like I, I do like and I think to make him feel like more of a tr- like a true action hero, you have to like make it more something personal for him. And I do think the make or break for that is how on board you are when that shift happens because the shift happens fast like it happens very very quickly and it does happen in these codec calls i think like the earliest way to like ease you into that is the frank yeager stuff like i think that's truly when it starts to try to get more personable and like uh give snake some more humility and 
if you can ride that through all of it and then like you see the layers come back of like why snake is doing like why he's like this the genetic coding of like him being a clone of big boss like liquid like being like sharing that dna and being destined for something i think it's interesting when you look at the two of them as um opposites because that's what they're supposed to be and it's a it is a drastic change you're absolutely right but i do think it lands where and the ending is very cheesy but it lands where i think it works to humanize snake so the message it's going for i don't feel like is super out of left field from the beginning because it's like this guy's coming out of retirement for a job so i i get the idea of like hey try and find peace the way we get to that I think it's it's believable, but it is really dependent on how on board you are for that shift because it is a big shift. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I just feel like I, I think Snake is already pretty personable, mm-hmm. like or uh, he shows humanity in in cute ways a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just feel like when they uh, they bring up this whole they make this whole story about like clones, like he's a, literally a clone. It almost feels like contrived in a way. Like this was the most extreme place you could go. And I know it's he's Kojima's making a point with it, with the ending. It's just um I don't know, I think it might be a bit too much for me or a little bit. Sure. So the immediate follow up to that, uh we get another boss fight. Metal Gear Rex. Piloted by Lickboo. Jack, walk me through your experience with the fight. Oof. Yeah, this yeah, fucking sucks. Um <laughs> That's really the only way I can put it. Uh, you're the the whole thing here is like you're this <laughs> very small human being, and you're fighting this giant world-ending machine. Um, and I think at this point, like you don't really have a lot of rations. I don't know if body armor really helps all that much. Um, and the thing with this fight that's so bad is like there's not a lot of different techniques or skills you can apply here to really succeed well it's mostly trial and error like constantly you're being bombarded by the like explosives that he tosses out um and they those are those will like lock onto you and they'll basically hit you every time um the key here is to like try to go underneath him to like make sure he shoots those but he doesn't shoot them close enough to him and then you shoot your stinger but yeah, it's like you're just constantly getting peppered with things. Like it's 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 next to impossible. Um, I I defeated it with my last rocket, and I was Savage. astounded. But yeah, this sucks. Yeah. It took me like ten times. Um, yeah. Did you use the shaft grenades? Oh, uh, during this, I, I I used a few different things, but nothing really seemed. Helpful. Okay, I was playing on easy, and I I I definitely the first time I did it, I only i used all my rations i used like five rations and yeah. was at my last health but then uh, eventually i had to restart the fight because i died and uh the shaft grenades really trivialized it uh, trivialized it mm-hmm. i guess for me uh just tossed him and then i had like i could get like maybe two stinger shots in every time mm-hmm. pretty oh, easily nice. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah yeah i um like omar i i used the shaft grenades um and i d- i couldn't tell if it was helping a ton uh, but I just basically stood where the fight started and immediately whipped out the stinger. And I found that if you shoot the stinger before it locks on, 
Um, if it's timed well enough, it will cancel some of Rex's attacks. So mm. I was able to just essentially not like stun lock him because he did get a few shots in on me, but like I could do it enough to the point where I could tank some of the hits. Ra I think I had to use like two of my rations because I, I made sure to save a lot. So I had a full five for the ending fight and I think it took me two rations um, and the strategy I was doing again, basically where I spawned and um, I got to the, the Gray Fox cutscene and then I, I think I had a bit more issue with the exposed cockpit part, but I think that's because I stopped using the chaff grenades because I was like, oh, targeting's down, so it's probably not going to help me. But um, Yeah, they don't work during that, okay. I don't think. So yeah, that's that's where I had more difficulty, but even then, I, I had three rations left, so I could still kind of tank it and keep the same strategy. But... Kevin, what about you? Yeah, this one, um, yeah, this one was like, this one was probably the second most tough and stressful type boss fight um the first one i'm sure is very clear to everyone here at least i hope it is um but uh yeah this one it was just like it, it's weird that the rockets like really hit you head on like almost every time like i felt lucky when they didn't hit me when i was in front of it um and then it was zapdafy tries where you know chat was like hey you know try hitting the dish when the metal gear can't see you you know what i'm saying so like when when lights are blue so like i was hitting him from from different angles and then i eventually was like oh wait okay i can go under him but then sometimes when you're going under him he's moving so you don't see yourself anyway like like there was stuff like that that i'm like i'm like that just seems like maybe poorly designed could be the phrase i don't know but um but yeah like it 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 wasn't the best of fights for sure um i found the uh the cutscene with with a like, gray fox to be super interesting um and like when when you know you go back in the gameplay and fox is telling you to shoot him with the stinger to take him out and then um uh snake just can't do it mm -hmm. you know it's no and i'm good. like yeah okay like i'm like you know what that's that's some that's some quality elite cutscenes right there like, like that's some good stuff right there you know i liked it um but then like when it came to the fruition that even on the second wave if you die you have to do it all over again so by like the fourth time i was like you know snake listen why don't why don't why don't we just do it you know like why don't we just shoot him and just end it here you know we could also do that um but then the the second phase yeah the the chaps don't work but the stuns do because he's exposed. Oh, so nice. I was using the stuns for a little bit here and there. Um, I just used that off of pure like just because I was out of chaps. I was like, oh, okay, well, stuns maybe. I don't know. And they and they did work. So that was pretty helpful. Um, but this was, yeah, like ultimately like it was like a stressful encounter. Just because when he sees you, you have a very limited window to react or else legit like 25 to 50 percent of your current health bar is gonna get taken off you know um and there were instances where i was trying to get rations or, or just trying to get ammo whatever and like that's okay well if i go after that am i gonna want to sacrifice half of my health right now like are you gonna make that trade like is it gonna be worth it because like at that point it's like there's there was no way you could avoid that if they see you um 
But yeah, like it was just a matter of just getting a right angle, going under him, all that. But yeah, it 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 was it was it was it was it it was pretty bad. I would rank it in the similar territory of like sniper wolf levels of stress. A little bit. I would I'd put it in the same bracket. You know, like it's doable, but it's kind of stressful figuring it out. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing I didn't enjoy about it is like what Jack said, where there's not much wiggle room. Like there's really just one way to do it. Um, if I didn't figure out the canceling portion, like where I could stop him from launching missiles, I would have been much more frustrated with it because just of how strict it is in terms of your strategy. But yeah, it's, it's not like a really engaging fight. It's really just more of like waiting for your time to take a shot like i thought something maybe like the hind fight even might have been a bit more engaging in terms of like trying to be strategic about it oh yeah but, yeah yeah I, also one thing i didn't one thing i forgot to mention like way back was um uh i think jack said something about like oh like the like multiple liars and all that that you have to go up to scale metal gear i thought that really gave you a good sense of like scale Right. And like how big this thing is, mm -hmm. you know, I think they like really did a really good job at doing that. That I was like, oh, like, you know, that's really neat on PS1 that they were able to create that sense of scale, mm -hmm. you know, that like something that I think would have been probably difficult, like if they tried to do it like any other way, you know, even like even like having like little like I guess loading screens, but like it like will fade to black and then fade back in like relatively quickly. Um, but yeah. I like the sense of scale that they were able to create as well with Metal Gear. Yeah, I was gonna mention that as well, just like in terms of like the size of that thing, and honestly, this is how cool it looks. I think Metal Gear oh, Rex yeah. looks incredible. Like it looks dull. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love too when like the cockpit opens up and like the screeching of the metal. It makes it seem like it's a dinosaur. Yeah. Like I love that yeah. so much. That's so cool. So sick. I, I'm in, I'm impressed that they like could harness the power of the PlayStation, and you could actually tell what Metal Gear looks like because I feel like it's such a complex machine and you have like a very good sense of what it actually looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like fairly impressed with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, do we want to talk about Gray Fox a little more? Because we do get interrupted with this fight. Uh, Gray Fox shows up, the ninja, cyborg ninja, Frank Yeager, however, whatever you want to give him a name of. Deep Throat. Deep Throat, that's the reveal. You that one out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. I Man, I thought it was liquid. I thought it was gonna be revealed later that it was Liquid, who was also playing Miller, who also was Deep Throat mm -hmm. to further help me and not help me, but like push me in the way that he he wanted me to go. Right. Uh, but I was like, damn, bro, it was you the whole time. Like, shoot. Mm -hmm. who who would have thought? Who would have thought, man? Because <laughs> mm. I certainly didn't. Yeah. This the Cyborg Ninja appearance here is one of my favorite moments in the game just because um omar like you mentioned where it talks about like snakes humanity um earlier in the game because it's definitely there especially the stuff we've talked about with otacon seeing it here with uh jaeger i kind of forgot how friendly it was like i i really thought it was much more of a antagonistic like hey i don't want to help you but i will like it's it was way more of like oh these are former friends that are just really far gone like coming to a mutual agreement i really like this moment and seeing him show up and talk 
through Snake and clarify the whole Naomi business, I, I think ties up a lot of the the questions I had in terms of that subplot really well here. But I forgot about that, to be honest. The whole like <laughs> No, Snake, I, I killed her parents and I felt so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, again, I think this is almost a place where Kojima takes like the most extreme uh, background and then puts them on a path for like forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I definitely enjoyed the the amount, like the amount of drama with it. Uh, it's such a good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just starting to think <laughs> I called uh, Psycho Mantis Darth Vader, but like there's a one to one comparison you can make with Gray Fox and Anakin Skywalker where like they're both um, for, for Gray Fox and uh, Snake, at least they're both these like highly trained sort of um, professional like assassins or whatever you want to call them. Um, and then like Gray Fox essentially dies, but he's like hung on and like clings to life via his cybernetic suit and then um, plays an antagonistic role and then eventually, like, finally, like, comes to his senses and then, you know, sort of returns to his humanity and tries to help Snake as, as much as he can, so um, I like that. But yeah, I, I agree with uh, Omar. Like, man, there's so many expedition exposition dumps in at the end of this game and that's one of them where it's like, I don't really know if we needed that, cause, but by the end of it, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that is that is funny. But I, I did I did like seeing Gray Fox's humanity and how how it always was there in his role as Deep Throat. Like even if he didn't want to show it um, in front of Snake personally, he just he always sort of was rooting for Snake in the background. So I like that. Yeah, uh, I think too that moment uh, where uh, the fact he reveals his backstory and how tragic it is it makes for a really good moment with Snake and Naomi later. Okay. So for sure. Yeah, probably probably worth it in the grand scheme of things, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely the moment I was like, "What, really?" <laughs> yeah, for for Snake, that is a good moment. Like when it comes back around and he decides to with, withhold that information. Mm-hmm. Plus, honestly, I think the cutscene's kind of hype. Just him showing up, this dude you're fighting earlier, and he's like holding up the leg of Rex, so like Snake can just run back and get yeah. covered. Like I was like, "Holy shit!" Bouncing <laughs> yeah. all around. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so sick, Kevin. A couple weeks ago, I think I, I think two episodes back, you mentioned like envisioning what this would look like in a re- like this scene. Like this, this is, is the thing. one. Yeah. Oh this is, my god. Yeah. Oh my seeing god, Gray yeah. Fox do like the slow mo stuff, like the dual dually pistols, and like just like Whoa. shooting up the thing on Metal Gear and blowing off the the radar, like all of that stuff. Like it is tr- for me, it is one of the highest like moments of like holy shit in the game because it is like essentially it's a it's a it's a boss coming to your aid in the final fight, which I think is really cool and contextually does make sense because of all the, the history they have. So I, I do like that. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll just reiterate and just double down. Like, you know, when you play like the OG FF seven, you really have no idea what a remake could look like. Right. Right. Until we got it. And it's like, yes. Okay. This is, I just don't have the capacity to even see that mm-hmm. as the person that did not create family seven. Right. But, um, with this game, you could see it. Like, at least, at least I can. Like, I, I would be shocked if it looks anything different than like what I'm imagining, and like hopefully better than what I'm imagining, mm-hmm. if it's real. Blue point, please, mm-hmm. please. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely want to see this scene. And the other one I want to see remade 
and like the the uh, scene that made made me want a remake even more by by the end of the game it, in a positive way because end of episode three I was like we need a remake in a very like negative sense and like yo like this is not hitting right but now it, it's a little bit more positive um, the uh, we're, we're I'm gonna cite something we don't have to touch right now but uh, the car tunnel scene. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done on people. I was like, damn, like this is really well done. So seeing that remade, I think would be dope as well. But also, of course, this scene. Mm-hmm. Definitely. For sure. When I spoiled uh, Frank Yeager's name, uh, I was trying to mention that he has the same voice actor as Grim from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. If you guys remember that. I, I, maybe it was just me. I No, I, <laughs> I definitely remember the show. And I... I can I can see that now. Like I never picked yeah. up on that before, but I can absolutely that is makes perfect sense. It's totally. the exact same uh, thing. I, I know in re- the Twin Snakes remake they got rid of him, which was unfortunate. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Didn't cuz I I know some people have some issues with Twin Snakes in terms of being a remake and like making thing I think the most common c- criticism I've heard and we don't have to go into this too much is like in terms of the way that presents the story it's like more anime or something is the biggest critique i've heard about twin snakes but like for me crank that up like i love all the crazy bs that uh cyborg ninja's doing you know like yeah someone in chat said that someone in chat said that they liked the twin snakes version of this cutscene than the original one I don't know if that was controversial or not. I was like, oh, okay, cool. But I've heard like pretty negative things about Twin Snakes overall. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I just think we should probably say this for the remake episode, but I still think like you, you need the voice acting from this game. I feel yeah. like you can't, you can't recast anyone. I feel like, and mm-hmm. damn, I don't even know if you can redo the lines properly. Like, yeah, uh, I think you I just have a don't point. Know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after this, we get the basically the final rush of the game. We have uh, again another beefy cutscene with Liquid. Uh, this is where it's all red tinted. Uh, there's a first person view of Snake, and I wrote down that I think at some point during this cutscene, Kojima's trying to break the fourth wall and Liquid is talking to the player because it is first person perspective and Liquid's like. You can deny it all you want, but I was watching you this whole time. You were smiling when you took down my companions. And it's like, well, Snake wasn't, but I was for sure. So, like, there, he sa- he goes on on that about, like, how you're, like, a natural-born killer. You're, like, killing second nature, you enjoy it. And it's like, I know Kojima would, like, love, and he has, to make a commentary on gamers. You know? <laughs> like... So I, I do think in that scene, specifically because it is cut to first person, I want to rewatch like that entire segment. But I do think because he's looking like dead center in the camera, I think he is trying to address like the player more than Snake there, personally. I think you're right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's a uh... he loves doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that was really my only big takeaway there. Uh, he mentions, I think this is where we get more of the live-action military footage, talking about the Gulf War Syndrome, and then how that was actually yeah. gene therapy. Which I'm like, wait, what are you... Seems I'm inappropriate, like, very close after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I was hey, like, remember so 9-11? Like that was actually this. Yeah. <laughs> like, same vibes. Yeah, like, 
I was like, hold on, like, I don't know if this, I don't know if that, I don't think this is going to fly. <laughs> I was like, wait, so like, like, you know, because they, they say like, oh, like, I think they say, oh, they thought that these soldiers were going through something called post-traumatic stress disorder. But like, really, it was like this, like, gene therapy with them, right? And I'm like, you know, I think there are certain ways that you can blend like real history with uh you know this this fiction that you're creating in a very tasteful way mm -hmm. right like um uh what 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 we'll see in loki where the whole disappearance of that one dude that hijacked the plane and like disappeared was ever seen again that was loki right like that's like some cool right like that's a way that's cool i don't know if like <laughs> bringing up like you know soldiers really having ptsd and like really going through that and like touching that I think is is the most tasteful way to go about it. Uh, like me personally, I wasn't upset as someone who has not, you know, been a soldier and and, and not, you know, been through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I could easily see that like being also when he starts bringing up uh, the notion of, yeah, like there were eight of us, but they killed the other six <laughs> in the fetus to then like bolster these two. But then, oh, we're going to take it a step further. We used liquid to somehow, like, make a contrast to where you got most of the dominant gene and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, uh, like, I wouldn't be saying anything, but I know, like, if my mom walked in and, and like, heard that, that would have been a, that would have been a discussion. I, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, like yeah. that would have been a thing, you know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, so I was like, oh, that's a it's a risky risky move, I guess. Oh. So to go on the um, I I think it's that's another case of like what Omar said of just Kojima going to extremes because like with the fetus thing and Liquid is like <laughs> we were killers before we were born. Like that is, <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like that is so absurd that to me I was laughing at that because like that is just, like, that's yeah. that's too that's too funny. And then I think. I definitely I felt weird when he was going over the Gulf War stuff, but I I think the way it actually went down was they thought it was PTSD, but it was actually like in real life it was um uh like radiation from like from like the, the chemical warfare. Yeah, so like that. Oh shit! Actually, oh. it was that. It was they thought okay, it was PTSD. Yeah, okay. And then Sorry, it was like actually no, it was nuclear stuff. So I didn't feel weird about it because it was like okay, well, it's it's modifying something that was, like, a product of the military-industrial complex. It wasn't, like, actual mental health issues. If it was being, like, okay. no, they didn't have PTSD. They were genome soldiers. That would be yeah. weird. But if it okay. was, like... <laughs> okay, okay. That part I missed. It, okay, yeah, okay. It, it, I, I take back Okay. It, it was shifting the blame from, again, like Jack said, like, the whatever uh, chemical warfare was going on to similar like biological issues but as byproduct okay. of this gene therapy which was the I see. the other point i was going to bring up where earlier where they're using like historical fact of like uh j edgar being a terrible person to be like see naomi's lying like this i think manipulating it again was another one of the like kojima isms that i thought was interesting to flesh out this world personally but yeah Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. I, I, I don't also, want to sound like a hater, but 
Uh, sorry, Kevin, would you? No, no. Oh my, please. Okay. I definitely don't want to sound like a hater. I do love how stupid it is and extreme. <laughs> like, really, I do. Um, it's just, I now sometimes wonder how necessary some of it is. Yeah. But in terms of being just, you know, really trying to push things to 11, I, I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But, and then I was like, yeah. wait, like, are they, are they, a, is he getting at that, like, because every soldier went through this gene therapy or maybe not everyone but a large majority are they are they pointing that like they're they all share dna like with snake and liquid and big boss i guess now too is that what they're kind of pointing at is that that's what i walked in with i'm like that's a interesting proposition that's so it's quite interesting (laughs) i i i think the logic behind it was that the genome soldiers are genome soldiers because after the experiment with the twins, they were able to take Big Boss's DNA and strip it down to data so they could reprogram, so- like create super soldiers essentially. Yeah, so they called them like digital sh- soldiers. Yeah, digital. So- yeah, yeah. So it's not literally like all the genome soldiers are clones of them. It's like the way that Captain America got a serum. And was able to like right. modify his own genetics. It's it's more of gotcha. that than anything else. I see. Okay. Which also that whole part called back to um one time I was saving with Mei Ling, and Mei Ling is like, uh, th- him and uh I mean sorry her and uh Snake have this like big conversation about um uh you know technology is progressing at at such a rate but like it can never harness like the true like human heart spirit mm-hmm. you know and then Mei Ling's like no like it's just a matter of time before we do and uh stuff like that and then like you know snake says like some dope quotes of like no like memory is in between the images and the sights and the sounds mm-hmm. like 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 that's where memory is it's not them I- itself yes a a computer monitor can save a picture that i take but the memory is in between all of that i was like damn huh mm-hmm. some good shit i was like damn yeah and then I'm like mention- when they call back to like you know when they were able to like uh you know do do that therapy to to make these like a like a digital i guess profile if you will of snake and liquid and put them into soldiers and stuff like that like i think liquid says something where it's like yeah like they're they're like us but not quite you know mm-hmm. i think that's what they were kind of getting at and laying down the foundation of which I, I, I thought was interesting. But sorry, go ahead, Amor. No, uh, I was going to mention uh, another cartoon. I, and to be honest, I even know if uh, this is something I made up in my head or not. But did you guys ever watch the uh, the Proud Family? Uh, oh, absolutely. It's real. Okay. We... Did you remember the Proud Family movie? I where... did. They're on the island, Okay. Right? Yeah. And aren't there like yeah. peanut genome soldiers or something? <laughs> Don't they make peanut I know, clones? I know peanut butter plays, plays a lot into that movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, aren't they... snap! It's like George Washington Wait. Carver, right? Are they're clones, right? Or they're no? Are he's they just... so right. Shout out to the Proud Family one time. Shout out okay. To the Proud Family. Yeah, Proud Family's love awesome. that show. Sorry. Ten out of ten. Bang. That was really it. All that was all I was gonna say. Clone <laughs> stuff is weird. I want to ask Kevin about like the next part where it's like basically like snake and liquid fighting on the top which is another bad boss fight i fucking hate this fucking so i fucking hate this fight yeah, this is awful. yeah good 
No, what? this is awful. It's not hard. You, is, you punch awful. with the circle button. It's circle punch. Listen, Dude, you listen, get, hold on. This you guys game, are playing on easy. This, all right, oh I'm God. playing on normal. So I'm is Kevin. Playing I'm playing on easy right too. Now. I this shit was this ass. This is difficult. This is trash. <laughs> this game was so close. Me saying, you know what? Episode three, there was there was a lot of BS in there, right? I just didn't like, you know, and like this this fourth one. This one's sprinkles. Tell me your excuses. Why is it bad? Why is it, it bad? Come on. Uh, what um, didn't work, dude? It. Uh, th- there were points where he was able to get a hit on me where I, I thought that wasn't fair. You hit square. Right. You hit square when he charges at you. Nah, what? nah, man. The, when, the, when, I didn't even know you could do that. When he charges at you, you hit because you, you know CQC is squared. You have to choke people out. When he's charging at you at an unblockable attack, you can counter him and you throw him off the side of Metal Gear. So that's I great. Just, uh, precisely, at what point part. did it tell you that? <laughs> Use your arsenal. Oh my god. Arsenal no, the, the the thing that makes this part especially bad is the D pad. Like you have no that, analog control, and it is a D pad. Every move you have to to do is like a directional. You have to you you don't like move at him sideways. You have to move at him like from an angle. So it's it's like next to impossible, and he just moves like every time. Um, you're trying to get him. Took me forever. Also, I, yeah. I hate, I hate, I hate when things unnecessarily put a time limit on certain things, and that's just obviously an added pressure. And he's like, "I'm gonna nuke us, so we gotta fight for two minutes." It's like, why, <laughs> why? Yeah, also, we just fought him twice essentially, and now we want to have to fight him a third time. It's like this is so dumb. Oh, but not even the third the time, one, right, Jack? Yeah, no, not even the third I, time. There's yes, yes, yeah. there's a fourth <laughs> whole ass time there's a fourth time but um also okay so is this where the uh because then because in that stranding you do a similar 1v1 where you're just like all right fuck it we're just gonna fight <laughs> like for real is this where it's it starts is this like yeah. a trend Ooh. well i don't know if it started beforehand but it's a trend all right <laughs> okay okay yeah. okay okay okay, okay. Uh, so it's a trend? yeah wait so jack i have a question for you were you yeah you played on ps3 right mm-hmm. so you just didn't uh you played d-pad the whole time Mm-hmm. I didn't even. Can you even use? Yeah, you analog? can. You can switch to analog if you. Hold oh, on, I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because when I played it on PS3, I did play the whole thing analog, and uh, I was that a toggle I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, or at least on the Dual Shock, mm-hmm. there's like a. Hmm. Uh, see that button? I don't know if that's on Ye- PS3 or not. Well, they I have the the middle like menu button. Yeah. Oh, on, okay. Because you know how with the Psycho Mantis fight, when you go to switch mm-hmm. your units, there's an option in that same menu that lets you switch to analog. Oh. So I don't know if that would have helped you at all in the entire game, but <laughs> I'm sure it would have. <laughs> yeah. So that that's an option on there. Um, mm-hmm. But well, I w- yeah. I wanted to ask like I brought this up because I wanted to ask Kevin about this since we yeah. all. The, the whole context of this fight was Meryl was lying next to us and like she she was going to die in two minutes and that would exp- you set the bomb off what what was that for you Kevin like was was Meryl was dead for you so what was happening here no Meryl was there right and I don't so I think with it so I think chat told me told me after the fact that like if I were to have beaten him and and still have two minutes to spare, which that has to be impossible, right? Like <laughs> like like there was there was no way. Um uh that I think I could have saved her, I think. But 
I wouldn't have even wanted to do that, to be honest. Like, listen, like, I stick by my, you know what I'm saying? If 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 Meryl died, Meryl died. All right. <laughs> it's a wrap. Okay. So it's done. How did know? they did they fake you out essentially? Like when you hit when you submitted back at the torture, like it said she died, but she didn't there was actually a twist? Was that Yeah, the yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so that twist happened after the Metal Gear fight, if I remember correctly, and it's when um me and Liquid are talking and and like uh she's like, Oh, look who's over there. And then Meryl was just there, like her body. And then Snake's like, Meryl. And then, um, and then uh, uh, <laughs> he's like, and then I think it's like a matter of, yeah, like if I beat him quick enough, I could save her. Um, then I don't. Which I think she's just bleeding out. I don't really know how I could have saved her. Even if I did beat him in another two minutes. Like, I don't know how that whole thing plays out, but Meryl's definitely dead. But then me and Otacon have a very, like, cheesy but like insightful conversation on like you know moving on and all that mm-hmm. so it sounds more um, fun than the horny we got because <laughs> yeah. my god got maybe horny? the most inappropriately like horny the- time in the game holy they- shit yeah. dude yeah. please tell me well okay like, i think so you, you go for it. no you go for it okay thank you uh, <laughs> i think uh <laughs> uh what happens i think god uh snake and meryl like they you know liquid uh falls off that thing and then Snake sees Meryl and notices the building is crumbling or whatever and goes, guess we won't have enough time for our loves for a love scene. <laughs> and Meryl's like, oh, shucks. Or I don't know. It sounds makes something suggest that she would enjoy it as well. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then, yeah. Uh, what and there's the like, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's some side comments about Snake needing to put a shirt on or something. And I honestly can't remember anything more. I know there was something else, but do you guys it's remember? Just- it's just so odd that, like, all of a sudden, they're like, we're together now. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was really never... Of course, like, Snake has, with with every woman in this game, like, has moments with them where he's, you know, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, like, so sudden and so... I was like, man, it feels like we got the bad ending. It feels like this <laughs> yeah. was the bad ending. Almost, yeah. Is, like... Oh, God. I was gonna say Kojima explains everything, but he refused to explain how Meryl got over her uh, training to make her not like men. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. what happened there? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it, it's because your death experience. It's just because yeah. Snake is the clone of the perfect man. Isn't that clear? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's the ultimate alpha. That's why he beat Liquid. He's he's a sigma male. Yeah, um, yeah. Sigma male. he's um, more than a man. So because <laughs> I remember also um, just like trying to build up the Meryl thing. Um, I don't remember if this is before they run off to escape or if it's at the very end, but it, it felt like it was at a time that was like, we should be moving right now. I feel like Meryl was talking for like a minute and a half about like how she kept fighting. Was that on top of Metal Gear? Wait, like, like wait, she what? Woke, Meryl was... She, she woke up and she was like, I was fighting so I could see you again or something like Like that was... I think we were on top of Metal Gear when she woke up. And she was like, hey, I could have died. I was bleeding out. They had me. I didn't give up. I wanted to see you again. That was what gave me hope. That, I, I think, think. you're right. So I, I was wondering if it was more of like a weird... Because I don't want to jump to future stuff, but I, I think it, the horny here could have been a spur of the moment. Like, 
sharing trauma experience that was like just making like she was like she lost a lot of blood she was really like holding on <laughs> at that point like i don't know if it was just the situation of it all because like we won't get into future stuff but um yeah well yeah i know i mean a little bit of future stuff i do think like i was saying earlier i think kojima might have had this all in his mind oh actually no uh what happens here with meryl uh Actually, I'm not going to say anything. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. But, yeah. I like the fact... Okay, this is going to sound pretty dark, but, like, I like that in my playthrough, Meryl did not live. <laughs> right? I mean, like, only because I think that it provides a lot of, like, human moments with uh, him and Otacon. You know, like, like they, they have a common ground and can grow closer because, oh, in my playthrough, Otacon's like, oh, my God. I fucking lost Wolf. Other that, and it's like, yo, like I don't think you ever had her, but okay, like, <laughs> all right, bro, like, okay, like, you know. But granted, the same coin, um, Snake never really had Meryl either, you know. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting how like these two are. They they play it off like they're so deep in love when it's like, I I I don't think it was deep in either case, but yeah, go off I, Kings. Okay, I think I like Kevin's ending better because. We don't get Otacon at the end of ours. He's like what? off somewhere, and like no yeah, the rest the rescue team has to come and go find him. Mm-hmm. And we we get uh, so lame. Snake and Meryl riding off on a snowmobile together. Yeah, with like no chemistry, but like completely forced. It's pretty bad. So I, I think wait. So you get Snake and Meryl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But dude, I, dude I, so lame. they say the exact same thing. Yeah, it's, like mm-hmm. just go off and you know live your life. Um, I think the whole the whole point of this is like having choice and agency, yeah. and I think we we both get the same message just mm-hmm. conveyed through different characters. Yeah, like the last thing we get from Otacon in our side of it is um he another one of these really good moments between the two of them. Like on the Coda call, like he calls Otacon after they get off of Metal Gear, and then the first thing Snake says to him is like, "Otacon, good news, Meryl's alive." And then they both like smile, and he's like, "That's great, Snake." (laughs) He's like, "This bad news, we're gonna get nuked, (laughs) so we have to escape." And um, Otacon basically says, "Oh, I'll hang back. Um, I'll open all the security doors so you two can escape." And Snake is like, "No, come with us. This is wrong. You shouldn't sacrifice yourself." And he's like, "I, I'm tired of running. I want to like own up to what I did, and I'll be fine." Um, And that's the last we hear of him, basically. So. So wait, do you guys know if Alakon made it out? Yeah, I think it's implied he does, or implied that mm-hmm. uh, he will be, he might be okay. Right, but we yeah. don't get a definitive answer here. Kevin, uh, huh. no, because I, yeah. I think I've seen I've seen the Alakon ending. Like I've watched it. Does does Shadow Moses blow up on your ending? Does it still get nuked or blown up or something? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Um yeah. Uh yeah, that that's a question and then oh my god, not Miller. Um Campbell. Campbell, yeah. Uh Campbell's Campbell in the nick of time calls the president. It's all like, "Oh my god, this whole thing was planned by the Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. The president had no idea." Mm-hmm. And like it all gets called back and like nothing gets bombed. Okay. Really that yeah. bad. I'm I was yeah. misremembering then because like Omar said, uh in our post escape conversation, uh, Snake is talking to Campbell and he's like, Hey, uh, Hal Emmerich's on the base, send search and rescue. 
and it's implied that they they will find him um but before we keep talking about the ending do we want to talk about the the tunnel escape a little more kevin i know you were excited to mention it i was really impressed go ahead oh my god can i mention one last thing about meryl and like campbell and like you know i i always still felt it was weird that campbell and like why is why is there a direct family connection here with meryl and campbell like how did she get here and then what uh john homeman like put put her here as a as leverage against campbell Mm, or something Mm, what happened yeah so yeah jack did you like have a a grasp on the the order yeah it seems that um meryl like what you're saying omar omar was used as leverage for campbell for him basically to carry out this miss this mission um because like campbell and snake presumably have like a rapport together um from like the previous games and so there's like a certain level of trust between the two of them and i feel like that's part of the reason why snake comes back and goes on this mission um so i feel like houseman is using that to get snake back he puts meryl out like in this mission to get campbell to make sure everything goes okay so that she makes it through but yes very convoluted (laughs) there's just so many threads that that are just you know interwoven between in this game where it's like okay sure um so you guys get the reveal problem so i bet in your playthrough campbell tells meryl that campbell is like her dad right straight up wait what oh shit things just got spicy now so in my playthrough at the very end campbell is talking to snake and uh campbell's like yeah like um well um Snake is telling Campbell, yeah, Meryl didn't make it or whatever. And then, like, Campbell's like, yeah, like, I had so much to tell her, like, I'm her father. And Snake's like, what? And then Campbell's like, yeah, I was going to tell her after this mission that I'm her father. I found out from, yeah, yeah, I I don't know, but like, it was like, I like found out by like her mom or something like that before she died that I was the real father instead of the uncle, whatever. Um, So I just figured that since you guys brought up, like the ending i'm like okay like maybe campbell gets to tell her that now that meryl lives is that just not said no no i guess not i, I had that. no idea about that yeah That's campbell awful. is uh campbell's meryl's dad not just uncle now i'm well, wondering so not that he could be both but like yeah did did it seem like meryl definitively died in your playthrough kevin like yes. did yeah. they told you like straight up like meryl's dead or yeah like okay after the after the fight thing like uh, well, I mean, I guess the only indication is that, like, Snake goes up to her body or whatever, and then uh, he looks up and just screams Meryl. Like, Meryl! Okay, like, okay. awesome. Like yeah, like, kind of cheesy, but I'm like, oh, okay, it goes, so she's probably dead. And yeah. we, like, leave her there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Huh. so. No. Yeah, because then, like, at that point, Otacon comes up cloaked and then uncloaks and, like, says that, hey, you know, Snake, like, yeah, she's dead right but are you gonna stay here and just die like is that really what you want to do like is this what is this what we're both gonna do you know like is this what i want to do i lost wolf you know like Mm -hmm. we can we can choose to move on you know um but yeah that's how that's how mine went Interesting. so dan so it's not mentioned that that 
Campbell's no. Meryl's no. Damn. No, but that becomes like Quite I, know, I mean, that is um it almost seems like both endings are canon, I guess, in a way. Which, yeah. Like I I wonder I wonder what it was like before like Metal Gear Solid 2 came out and you get beat Metal Gear Solid 1 and like there wasn't an answer for which ending was canon, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I will say, uh, you mentioned Otacon showing up with the cloak, which we didn't get, did we? No, I don't think we no. did. No. Uh, so, oh, and then, sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, remember when you find Otacon and he's like, hey, Snake, uh, you can codec me anytime and I can bring rations to you. Did he ever never do happens. that for you guys? I never, never called. Yeah. Okay, I called him re- like a couple times uh, this last session and he never brought me anything he just i wish he gave me oh, information like, yeah i wish he would maybe he yeah would. me too maybe that was a hint for like to call him when you were without your gear in the cell maybe that's all that was because like it's like hey i could really use some health right now or something i don't know um but yeah i do we like the tunnel scene because i had a good time with it and like because i went first person and that made it a lot easier to yeah. just do well, that's the trick I didn't go first person on it. Yeah, but. I did the like the claw. I did. I held triangle down with the finger, and then I was just using square with the yeah. thumb, and then uh, left to right in the D pad. Had no Let's idea see. you could do that. Mm-hmm. It made it way yeah, easier. I, I think I got through it in like two and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah I, I remember trying like back in the day when I first played this. I remember like really not enjoying it, and I don't. It it might have been like the continuation of like the two annoying boss fights before that. Um, the two liquid ones and then continuing on but yeah this took me a couple attempts it, it wasn't until like finding like all the rations beforehand because like you're meant to get hit in this with the guard posts um and the guards at the beginning and yeah it, you really have to go first person to like to make it through without getting hit as as many times so mm-hmm. um yeah it, it wasn't annoying this time for me as it was like when i first played the game but yeah still i don't necessarily like it i got through it with like the tiniest sliver of health left i think like it was i was about same. to go mm-hmm. same yeah like i was like one hit um yeah but like it, it it definitely called back to um the uh you know multiple like uncharted scenes where you're yeah. like rushing through like i i think one specifically i forgot if it's the first or second game but you're with elena i think it's the second game um and there's this like really elaborate like outdoor uh uh you know scene no, it's yeah. You're you're chasing a train, and I in Uncharted too, and it just like reminded me like obviously a lot less scaled down, but like I liked how close it felt to it. Like not saying it's one to one, but like it was it was they like pulled it off. I was like, damn, that's that. I was really impressed by it, you know. And like I don't know how loading worked in those days, but like the fact that they can make that environment move really fast on ps1 in like a really believable way i thought was super neat um i just shot at the barrels when i was going into the tunnel you know those those blew up and they just took out the enemies really quickly so um i didn't have to do it over i just did it in one try but i was down to like a one hit type of health when things were all said and done um and i don't know if i just got to the end of the tunnel or I was supposed to shoot one of the pillars for it to come down and it blocks Liquid's way. I think that's what happened. I think. But I, I don't know if that's true. But that's what it seemed like happened. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think at least I didn't this could be a variable for the tunnel, but yeah, um 
the way it ended for me was I was driving out with Meryl and then like I was just shooting Liquid the entire time. She said daylight and then we crashed and then Liquid also crashed. I don't know if Rubble yes. fell. I might have be forgetting that, but Jack and Omar, did did you guys get Rubble? Oh, I can't like remember. Uh, or I, something? I don't know. I just remember them crashing. Yeah, I just remember the cars. Yeah. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong or like something didn't something looked like that, but not what happens. But mm -hmm. I thought like a pillar fell, which caused liquid to swerve a little bit and stop shooting at me. And then we saw light and then we escaped. Gotcha. But then it does happen too, where we crash and then liquid crashes next to us as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, before we talk about the ending, I wanted to shout out Meryl calls Otacon Otacon. And I thought that was yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is like the, the after we get out of the tunnel that's the end of the game it's just the cussing that's mm. left yeah. yeah so liquid survived the crash does not survive fox die though um we get our final fox fox die, die. I, yeah it's, it's cheesy <laughs> but i love that snake finishes it and then that he just yeah. liquid collapses i love that so much i like it too. Finish other sentences it's great <laughs> yeah die. um so i have a question Jack and Omar, if you know if this gets answered in the future, uh, just tell me that it gets answered in the future. I still don't fully understand why. Like, I know what Naomi said, but I still don't fully get why Snake hasn't died from Fox Die. <laughs> like, the will to live? Is that it? Like, yes, that's your answer. Okay. Wait, as far as I'm concerned, you? that's your answer. Oh, okay. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's Kojima what I, doesn't know. Yeah, okay, that's what I assumed. He, I just wanted to make yeah. sure. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk. Um, so, the only other points that I feel like stood out to me in the final cutscene, and feel free to add anything else on, um, Snake's real name is David, after David Hater, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another fourth wall, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Dave. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, Kiefer. Omar, I think you said this like in episode one. <laughs> uh, this, this definitely, it feels like the end of the series. Like this feels like it was probably the last game Kojima planned on making for Metal Gear. Yeah. There's always been stories that he's always does. He never wants to make another game or another Metal Gear game. Yeah. So I, now I said that, but also there is this after credit scene right. where I'm, I understand. I believe he always is training someone to take the series over after him mm -hmm. but it is possible he might have wanted to do two but i know he definitely didn't want to make three yeah. but um yeah i don't know this definitely does have a finale feel to it but they all kind of do so sure really yeah because like just like stepping away from the metal gear aspect of it like just having an ending where people literally ride off into the sun. Like, it's the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the ending. Sorry, no. It's uh, Last Crusade. It's the Last same Crusade. exact ending. Like, and then we did a fourth one. <laughs> like, it's it just feels really weird. But I, I think you can, again, not talking too much about the future, you can see a world where things change based on the what is said about the end of this game, uh, where it really is about trying to defy your fate you know um go against what the world wants you to be and that's like really the message of the entire thing with the twins and everything and the descendancy of big boss like 
it's super cheesy like it goes on way too long of like him and meryl going back and forth about being happy about life and just being (laughs) happy to be alive but um to me that feels like the ending of a thing you know yeah yeah Yeah, mine was really different than what you guys were saying because i had otacon obviously right yeah Mm -hmm. um mine it was um it was like they were talking about like what they're gonna do after this you know um oh alicon says something that he wants to do i forgot what it was it was something like random i forgot what it was but um well, you know to an otaku convention yeah. <laughs> i think no i don't i don't think it was a convention but it was something <laughs> okay. like that where like oh no 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 okay i remember i remember okay so um uh uh steak was like hey like are you gonna keep being a scientist he's like no like i don't want to be a scientist because like um uh you know the reason why i did it in the first place was because i was afraid of people and and now i want to study human psychology uh and then uh and then snake was like well i mean like are you done hiding and then he's like yeah i'm done hiding and he and he takes off his cloak and he gives it to snake he like gives huh. him the like cloak technology um so i was like oh okay sweet so like hopefully that's in the second game like i think that'd be kind of dope you know um but uh but yeah like i thought that was cool and then i think snake just says that like he just wants to be happy and just live you know um that's essentially what it is yeah so and then they kind of just go off and then like i think alakon says his real name is hal so like alakon's like hal and dave and they like laugh for a little bit (laughs) Um. <laughs> oh, I know exactly that. I know exactly. Like it's it was it's like a weird synchronized laugh. I remember that. Yeah, That's it's so weird. Good. And I was like, wait, I think it's the first time I ever heard the fucking snake laugh, yeah. and that was really funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's where mine ended. Yeah, I like my ending a lot more than y'all's, man. Yeah, I'm gonna just say it. I like, think I'm with you, Kev. I like the Meryl ending. It's just very, very cheesy. Like, yours is wholesome. I see. This one's, like, cheesy, stereotypical Hollywood sunset ending is what it is. I still enjoy it. Yeah. But but interesting you bring up the the cloaking thing because what I think that actually is is your reward for beating the game. Like, I think you can do a new game plus and you get the cloaking ability so you could run through the game with and cloaking because we got infinite ammo headbands. Yeah, we got the bandana. Oh shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, that's neat. Uh, okay. Actually, yeah, yeah. I got uh, nothing because wait, really? I uh, on that final clear screen, right where it says, "Would you like to save data?" Um, I hit the cross the X button, right? Because oh. I mm. forgot the whole Japanese <gasps> <too>. switch thing. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't save the final data. Damn. Whoops. Well, um, I think I did, but it went back to zero and everything. Is yeah, supposed that, to do that? I think that's, that's basically your new game plus. Okay. Oh, got it. okay. That that's what happened to me then too. Okay. Okay. Got so it. I just um, mean I got fucked then. Did you guys take uh, a photo or a, a screenshot or whatever of like any of your stats? I wrote down. I can my pull stats. it up. Uh, uh, I did. I did. Yeah, I had. I I have mine pulled up here. I had. Uh, so I played on normal. It took me thirteen hours and forty nine minutes. Um, I saved 57 times. Oh, shit. Uh, I had 34 continues. I was found 31 times. I killed 132 enemies, and I used 87 rations. And I have the codename Iguana, and special items were camera and bandana. Hmm. Hmm. I'll read mine really quick. Okay. Um, I was playing on easy. My playtime was 10 hours, 5 minutes of it. Five minutes and fifty-two seconds. 
I saved 15 times, which is lower than I thought. But um, yeah, that's like a lot lower than I thought it was going to be. I continued 84 times. I was found 62 times. I killed 100, 118 people, and I used 86 rations. My code name is Komodo Dragon, and my special <laughs> items my special items were just stealth. Stealth was my special item. Cool. Um, I guess I played on easy. Playtime ten hours and five minutes. Hey! seconds. Yeah. Ah, uh, fucking barely. Sorry. Uh, save <laughs> thirty-seven times. Continue forty-one times. Um, being found thirty-seven. Enemies one hundred and seven. Murdered. Uh, rations sixty-four. Uh, code name Komodo Dragon. Hell yeah. And special items Bandana. I mean, I don't mean to flex, but I played on easy. <laughs> This motherfucker. Uh, my completion time was eight hours and sixteen minutes and ten seconds. Uh, I saved thirteen times. I continued eighteen times. I was found twenty-two times. I killed eighty-three enemies. Used sixty-two rations. My code name is Puma, and I got a headband for the demo. How many save states do you make? Be honest. I, when I ended every week. Okay. All right. So Fuck. nice job. If if I didn't like end the week on a safe state just so I didn't have to boot up again, it would probably be like seventeen saves, maybe eighteen. But nice. Yeah, I saved almost sixty times. I saved so often. Um, if you look on my like I... emulators for Pokemon, I have like hundreds of saves. <laughs> hundreds. Yeah. I thought that I was saving a lot more than I did. To mm-hmm. be honest. I definitely thought I was saving a lot more, but oh well, I guess I wasn't. The I would have saved more if I didn't have to go through the codec each time. Yeah. See, I love the mailing dialogue. You guys missed out. Yeah, I got uh, some good ones too, yeah. The um, I think I wasn't saving too much until that sniper wolf fight and I had to redo it uh, or something or redo the whole torture sequence. That's when I started saving like every few mm-hmm. minutes. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. save, save, save. Um. May I suggest that as we move through the Metal Gear series for our lower thirds, we have to use our code name as well that we were rewarded for the previous <laughs> game. Of course, the next sounds idea. great. Very nice. Um, so I guess the only thing left to talk about is the credits and post credits. Yeah. So uh, we get some nice. As soon as we before we even get credits, we get some facts about <laughs> nukes. Yeah, did, I was did like, anybody write it down? Yeah. No, I, I think there was like they there's twenty six thousand nukes as of nineteen ninety eight mm-hmm. still in the world. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and I was like, wait, are these real stats? Like, I think so. Is this like yeah. a real? Yeah, yeah. It seemed like Kojima like, being like, this is a humanitarian <laughs> project. <laughs> you legit? It's I'm like, like what okay, the fuck? yeah. Like, I the only thing I wrote down was that. Um, it like they were they were trying they signed the start to thing in like 93 i think and it was supposed to bring the world down to like 2.5k nukes by 2000 and by 98 there were still 26,000 nukes left in the world and it it was just such a like a strange thing to see at the end of the the last half hour of this game but yeah. it it was like Again, going back to that weird thing of Kojima, like looking into the future, kind of. I felt I got I was like unsettled with seeing these stats of like. I, I think it's just gone up. I don't think it's gone down. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it, was, it was a little yeah. haunting to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think of like um, countries right now who are like on the brink of like yeah. developing nuclear weapons, and it's like, oh man, it's, yeah, it seems a little prescient that uh, Kojima. Yeah. Like, I, I'm gonna make a real, a real odd link here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so randomly, like a month ago, uh, I was at my friend's apartment, and the. <laughs> The um the uh the movie about the uh Boston Marathon bomber with one um what's his name? Fuck. Mark Wahlberg. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah. Mark Mark Wahlberg was playing. <laughs> and, like at the end of uh that movie they have like similar like looking stat cards that like happen with like every like you know in real life um uh movie, you know, that was based off a real thing. And they have those stats about, oh, like, here's so-and-so, and, like, here's what he's doing now, whatever. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that, that, like, I thought was just odd, but I don't know. I was like, fuck it. It's, 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 I guess it's Kojima, so I guess I, you know. But, I think yeah. Kojima was in a situation with this game where he was, like, clearly trying to make a video game like no other. And, <laughs> and this was one of those instances. Like, we talked throughout this whole um, playthrough of... of this game being cinematic and like this is definitely one of those touchstones where you know that's that's often featured in films like where you were talking about kevin so yeah um definitely jarring in a video game and like what christian was saying like nukes by the end of this game is just not even relevant to what's happening (laughs) so it's like oh right yeah that was a that was an element of this game Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's it's (laughs) it was it was a little odd yeah like the end of the game aside like unintended effect right because i i know that like there is the the like message of like yeah nuclear warfare is bad throughout this game it's not the focus by the end but like i think an unintended effect of playing the game in 2021 was me just being like wow people had some high expectations for this world and (laughs) i don't think anything (laughs) in any the way anybody wanted it to go uh so on that level, I was a little unsettled by that, those mm. stack cards. So unintended effect, but yes, it, it. In hindsight, I think it's absolutely what you said, Jack, of like Kojima wanting to stand out. Um, and I think at the time, it's like, hey, yeah, I completely understand why people were like jaw dropped when they see that title card at the end. You know, like yeah. But. I think Kojima really liked Terminator. I yeah. think he just got really afraid of the nuclear uh, world that that movie depicts and kind of took a lot of that too. And I, it works on me. I always get freaked oh, yeah. out when I see shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, nuclear deterrence, mm-hmm. man. Never seen Terminator. Oh, okay. There's a uh, it's Terminator good. 2 is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that one's good too. Uh, credits, um, we have more of the uh, live-action footage, shots of Alaska, dog sluts, Kevin, you get your answer about mushing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, like, ah, okay. Great music track, best is yet to come. Uh, True. Yeah, it really is, uh, yeah. I, th- I think, mm. I, I don't know if we, we talk about this a little bit, but I do, all that stuff, all that sappy-like, uh, find your own it's not about fate. It's whatever you want to do. Believe in bullshit. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I love me it. too. I really do. Yeah. Um, it, it gives me, like, it's funny how it's about clones, but it it really reminds me of uh, the clones in Star Wars. How, like, they, they undergo, like, similar yes. um, 
sort of trajectories where like the whole idea of the clones in specifically the show the clone wars where like their whole struggle is like how are we any different than the droids and in a sense they're not but like you you understand that each of these like people have their own personalities and like some eventually do break away and like become their own people so yeah i I, I like that yeah like that one that 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 one clone on that one planet jack you don't talk about yeah i know yeah the dude who becomes a farmer with like the yeah yeah. so fucking cool man Mm -hmm. dude do you think that dude uh you know turn up good soldiers follow orders during order 66 he didn't have the uh (gasps) chip out oh shit that what dude ever must have happened slaughtered his whole family and just <laughs> yeah, go. that's a good point. I wonder what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I need that story. We'll, we'll right. find out in the Bad Batch. Uh, yes, go back. I thought about <laughs> let's see what he's doing. Star Wars a little bit too while I played. Uh, I don't know if this one makes sense or this one will make sense, but I, I if you don't mind me bringing up the Last Jedi, and please stuff. do, please do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm also going to bring up uh, was it Rise of Skywalker that new one? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I think uh-huh. I think um, it the struggle with Kojima has with building up these characters to be um, these crazy uh, you know really fucked up backgrounds and then redeeming them later and it kind of reminded me about the frustrations I had with like uh, Ray being like a Palpatine or something. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like in that movie they were like building her up, like or it made it seem like she became the best from the worst rather than like the best from like mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Sometimes I feel like that's almost unnecessary or too much. Like you could just have had that background just been kind of uh, I don't know, not come from the worst, but maybe just come from somewhere uh, unworthy. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But, that's a good point and i feel like that is kind of like that kind of meandering to being the best might be why like most of us are looking at kevin's ending as being better because like i think that character arc you're talking about omar in this game is Otacon. Yeah. like like yes you could say that like it is worst to best where he did basically help build metal gear but like at the same time it's it's more ignorance and he's just really has he can't fight for himself so he's kind of you know like it's not like he was actually doing the bad thing he's kind of just a nobody that no i I totally agree with you but then kojima does do that thing where he's like but his grandfather and his father (laughs) (laughs) were like (laughs) i completely forgot about yeah good points um so do we want to talk about the postcards then that's all oh, yeah. I, have, I have most of it written down if you want me to jack recite the whole yeah. thing please okay. go ahead sir here we go now so like the basic so kevin did you see this one yes i did hear it okay. wait see it or hear it rather yeah yeah okay i was like wait like did y'all get a visual okay never. yeah so yeah it's essentially ocelot on a phone with someone we don't know who it is he's talking to someone who he refers to as a boss mm-hmm. um he was mentioning that like he had a cover that it was you know with withholding from um members of fox on this whole time uh he mentions that the inferior one was the winner after all and um he's talking about the third one which he refers to as solidus um balance and then he says goodbye mr president mm-hmm. yes 
So there it is. So I I, I do. There's a couple other things because like. I think he says something directly of like, they're wrong. There needs to be a balance like you, Solidus, mm-hmm. and then the end right. is Mr. President. So it's implied. Well, Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say this is also the one where they say like, I don't know if you mentioned this. I'm sorry, but uh, the inferior one won. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so go ahead. wait. It's implied then in this cutscene that uh, Ocelot is talking to whoever Solidus is. Solidus being a third clone. Solidus also being addressed as Mr. President. A president of something, surely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why Solidus? They should have they should have called him like Vapor or something. See, I think this is the one case where Kojima uh, was told no. I bet, I bet he realizes he realizes it himself. Maybe no, that would be too dumb. We can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I love it though. Like it should have been. What about like Plasma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Plasma. Plasma would have been dope. Yeah. So, I mean, I just love seeing this cutscene play out like especially mm. that stinger mr president and then like that <laughs> dude this cutscene is awesome I, I i think that ocelot performance is so good mm-hmm. like yeah. um i think about some of those lines every day i think <laughs> i don't know it's just <laughs> it's just so great like man okay uh in the weeds here but christian one of my most proudest moments was making a parody of that scene and showing it to our literature class which <laughs> Yeah, I really love that shit. How well did that go over? I loved it. It's like a class of 10 of us. I loved it. Yeah, I think it went well. I I liked it. Like, I think Christian was the only one there who got it. But, (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah. Jack, what do you like about Uh, this? I like... I I think it was you, Christian, might have been someone else this episode who was alluding to the fact that, like, Ocelot is, like, a little bit more in the know than he seems. And it was, like, somewhat odd that this older man who was who had like this storied career was like subservient to liquid who is this sort of like whiny annoying you know boss uh you know he fulfilled the uh leadership role but yeah i I do i do like how you get the sense that ocelot is is just like a triple agent and like he is he serves like multiple masters but it's really um he's in it for himself it seems so yeah, I, I, I like Ocelot in this one. Yeah, me too. Kevin, talk to us. Uh, this is your first time seeing this. Yeah. What's your read on it? What's your takeaway? Any revelations? Like, just your entire thought process on this interaction with Ocelot and President Solidus. So, okay. So, I mean, I didn't conceive that it could be the president of something else and not the president of the United States. Right? Like... I thought that's what it was. Like I thought, like, oh man, wait, like, just kidding. The president knew more than what he said he knew. Um, president right? of the states would be crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, like that. That's what I thought. But okay, like, I guess it might not be. Um, but then wait, so he called the person that won. I have to assume he's talking about Snake, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As the inferior, does that mean that he has the recessive? Mm-hmm. Trace. Yes. That's the implication. Yeah. Yes. Because, gene, like the thing with genotype and phenotype, this is reaching back to ninth grade. I think phenotype is physical appearance, <laughs> and liquid is talking. Either liquid or ocelot says something about phenotype, 
So I think it's implied that, like, on an appearance level, Liquid got the recessive genes. So, like, he's blonde. He has long hair. He's, like, fair-featured. Snake yeah. is, like, chiseled, dark hair, the spitting image of Big Boss. But, like, in every other way, like, Kevin, what you were saying of, like, this entire game, like, Liquid seems to be the more competent one. Yeah, with, definitely. Like, 100%. Way more. With almost everything. It's implied then, yes. Like, Liquid got the leadership stuff of boss and snake is very much the pawn the soldier that big boss isn't so. did liquid ever know that did did he just not know that i don't think so tragic no never yeah. did <laughs> damn bro that's tough yeah. that's tough and i wonder <laughs> if um big boss knew it too he must have i think he was just being a, a shitty yeah uh, person a, a shitty whatever he was guardian to him <laughs> like, probably because like, so so no, 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 go ahead. Because I was going to say, Liquid says something of, like, his, their dad still chose him, you know? Right. So, like, he's the mm -hmm. one who was, like, with Big Boss. He was being trained by him. So, like, he still chose him. And Omar, I think you're right. Then he was just, like, maybe because he was just a bad dad. Like, he, he was like, oh, so I must be the disappointment. <laughs> like, that must yeah. be it, right? Because um, he, like, idolizes Big Boss in a way, but... Kevin, what we're gonna here's add? where here's where I'm at, right, right, guys. So, throughout the whole game, right, we 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 see Snake's character model, right, no beard, right, looking looking what I would take as like a younger version of Snake, right. But then now we're blending into these whole things where it is confirmed now, <laughs> as someone who's new to the series, that Snake is a spitting image of big boss right i'm literally writing it down mm -hmm. so my only context of the metal gear series is the salute meme mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i remember a lot of the promotional art of mgs5 and this man has a beard mm -hmm. right so it could conceivably now be that. Are you sure you want to ask these questions? Are you sure you want to ask these questions? Uh, <laughs> Listen, I, I I'm just... not. I am not looking for an answer. I'm okay. just talking. Mm -hmm. So, it could conceive like from a new point of view. It could conceivably be how they speaking. And no, I'm not going to look into this. I'm not. I'm just going to just play the games and we'll, and we'll and we'll see how it goes. That either we're moving into the future after this point <laughs> with. But no, because we have either Mero or Otacon, who do we get? I don't know. Let's say I get Otacon, right? Are we going to go off and do some other stuff? Like, are we going to try and, um, uh, like, maybe figure out what's the essence of this uh, um, uh, fox die? Are we going to try and flush it out of my system? I don't know. Otacon's a scientist. Maybe he can help, right? And that's how he ages. And there's a scar involved, too. Or... <laughs> Are we going backwards and are we playing as big boss? Question mark. Cause if they're the spinning image. Like who's, who's to say, right? You don't know. I like where your head's at though, thinking through it like this. Mm hmm I think that's what you're supposed to be thinking right now. Shit. So. Which way are we going? I mean, don't tell me. I'm excited. Right. I'm really excited about <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah, I think this is yeah, fun. This is, this is an exciting prospect. Absolutely. I, I, I kind of wanna. I mean, I, I kind of wanna always have Big Boss be like this, like, 
mystery like facade that like mm-hmm. the only like things that we get are through snake mm-hmm. of big boss right and like the like the emulation of big boss lives on and continues through snake i would i i think i'd like that a little bit more mm-hmm. i hope otacon's still involved to be honest um now that i've grown so so close to the homie you know perhaps i can help him not be so down bad about wolf <laughs> who never cared about him you know um damn that's quite interesting i'll say this kevin what's great is that whatever you guess you will never like you'll never come close to what it's actually oh shit (laughs) okay all right okay metal gear solid 2 is going to be so much fun i can't wait i can taste it (laughs) that's what i'm looking forward to most so i think that wraps everything there is to say about the story the implications of everything about metal gear solid um was there any topic we didn't touch on that we want to state before we do our uh final thoughts on metal gear solid one and plug everything did we talk about the elevator sequence it was in my mind the the one with the four soldiers show up in the last sequence the last episode did we did we comment on it i think for some reason i was taking a shower this morning and i was like did we talk about that oh the one the one leading up to the hind battle yeah, with the snake. There's people in there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Did we catch that? Okay. We might have. I might just forget. I just wanted to mention again. That, sh- that scene is so cool, Glenn. Yeah. Another scene where Otacon, like, his face just, like, flips out in the codec. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my one last thing I had to mention. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't think we ever went in on this much either, but uh, the music. The music in the game is mm-hmm. amazing. I love all the music oh, in the game. Really yeah, good. Dude, yeah, that Konami really sound good. team. Mm-hmm. perfect really good music um, yeah yeah that blast furnace theme who oh that scene when you first see metal gear uh mm-hmm. in this episode was like had some like vocals to it it was mm-hmm. yeah it was i cool, I, I noticed like some like skyrim like chanting going on yeah mm-hmm. in a way it was very cool i like when like um especially like early on with like meryl stuff when um or or like wolf too where um uh they would they would transition to like a self-reflection about their life and like you know all that how it would be like the like the single woman vocal where mm-hmm. it's like she's doing like almost like a almost like a church choir type of ambiance and feel to it like mm-hmm. i that is like what sticks out the most like i want to like blue point cut a fucking remake trailer mm-hmm. have like i don't know um uh damn how old are you even I think of like what what's one object that like I would want like zoomed in or whatever. Maybe, maybe like his bandana or like some okay. shit. Yeah. 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 Or like a cardboard yeah. box. Yeah. Yeah. And then just play those yeah. and then be like 2024. Mm-hmm. Cardboard box yeah. on some ray trace puddles. Yes. Mm. Like, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Precisely. There's nothing better than a Metal Gear character uh like talking to you for a minute and then all of a sudden the music starts and then you're like, okay, so five minutes just Mm -hmm. go you know like yeah that's really really one of my favorite things about it but um, i'm gonna actually date this card (laughs) that i wrote the big boss stuff on i'm gonna keep it at at my death oh also the other side yeah so so like we we, so wait i think we started at the top Uh uh-huh big boss so we could go forward (laughs) there's the beard (laughs) we're going back but um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna date this and and, and keep it nearby for us um Uh, yeah flowcharts also the series on the 
on the back of this card, I forgot to say my favorite quote or one of them. I think Snake tells Otacon this, I think, or like other way, where like he goes like are you a hacker? But like they say it in like the most like disgust way possible. Like yeah. I, I'm like damn. Like I don't know if being a hacker was like really that bad in '98, but I guess it was. I don't know. <laughs> I think Otacon like, goes oh like, God. "Yep, yeah, yeah." I, I like, oh say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a hacker? We, we actually didn't talk about the super baby method, did we? What the fuck is that? The yeah. super baby method? <laughs> they brought that up and like, I don't know what that was, bro. I think that was just the way, you know, they took these uh, fetuses or whatever, these clone things and birthed them. I don't know. It's just funny. The the term super baby method, I thought. Oh, is that the process of them like killing off the other six and then somehow that empowers the other two and then like, they do a flippy contract? Yeah, I think it was yeah. like the official term for basically like growing a baby in a lab and then like implanting it to like finish developing i think that's what it is but also was i mean kojima really likes to like i guess delve into like the the beginnings of like a human you know i don't know like because like with like death stranding and stuff like that like how oh, sure. they use the bbs and like a yeah. you know i don't know maybe maybe oh. that's like a, maybe that's a stretch too far but like no i don't know he, he he seems to put a lot of importance on it on a human body in like very early on you know for some like pivotal role mm-hmm. you know for sure interesting stuff interesting absolutely well uh why don't we do final thoughts and plug for each member of the club uh jack you want to kick us off final thoughts on Melgar solid one um if you want to score it sure if you want to give it a personal official ranking in the series as we go go for it uh, i'm sure it will be hard this week but uh, all that and also whatever you want to plug sure uh so well i sounded negative in this episode just because i think there's an issue with metal gear where like at the very end of the game it just like will dump so much uh in terms of exposition and in terms of just like new gameplay elements that just don't feel satisfying uh but overall as a package metal gear solid is like incredible um i think of the playstation one games i've played it's like easily the best and i think this is one of those games where it's like oh the, like greg miller always talks about it like this is one of those games where it's like oh this is what video games could be um and i think going back to that and in, in seeing the foundations um it's it's totally evident in that so yeah i really like it um i can't really rank it against anything right now so it is number one mm-hmm. um I wonder where that will change because I, I have I have a ranking in my head of where I put the Metal Gear games when I originally played through, um, including five now. So yeah, I I uh, I wonder where that will go. It was tw- this was actually towards the bottom um, when I originally ranked it, uh, which is not saying much because you know they, I mean I guess it is saying much because you know Metal Gear is a great series so. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me on social media at Fascinated Jack. Uh, Christian and I have a Marvel's Avengers podcast. Um, comes out every Saturday. We also talk about WandaVision. So yeah, it's a great time. Check that out on Joe Clicks. Nice. Uh, Kevin, what's up? Uh, so, of course, with the stream series starting last year on the channel, right? I've I've uh, gotten a lot of chances to like see a series from front to back. And how they evolve, right? And like usually the first in the series is the absolute like worst it's 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 gonna be. Usually, right? This one I feel like is not 
necessarily the case. It's the best first game I think I've seen in a in a in a franchise so far. I think ultimately, like when you really look at it all with its faults and its and its positives and stuff like that, like it is still a very impressive thing that I'm shocked like exists and like I see now like why Kojima has always been a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think this game like proves like the fact that, you know, even from the first episode, like being like, oh man, like the way they use like the camera work and stuff like that. Like even that like flash screen where you see Mother Gear Solid in front of um above Snake and like um so many examples of that and everything. Like it it it's clear that I also stand by the notion that like I think narratively characters overall story overall like just world that they built in this is really good it's just trapped in shitty gameplay you know what i'm saying um and like i don't know i still liked it um i wonder where it ends up in the total grand scheme of things I think it's going to end up probably being, like, one of the ones that I don't like the most out of the Metal Gear Solid franchise just because, like, in my eyes, like, I'm liking the dialogue. I'm liking the characters. I'm liking the story, right? So as long as they just keep it up with that, I guess, and you just meld in just better gameplay. And I think as the series gets more and more modern is when I'm going to probably have that feedback and everything. Um, But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, I liked it. Very, very cool. Very, very interesting to see a game that came out the year I was born and, like, where the pinnacle of games seemed to be when I was born. Um, but, yeah, due to the comments, this PlayStation source, we're still going through Ratchet and Clank as well. Um, probably after Ratchet, I think we're going to just dedicate MGS for the time being. I think I think I'm, I, I don't think I'm going to start any other stream series. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. But, um, yep. That destruction all stars content, all that good stuff. Safe slot podcast, games cast here with Joy Clicks as well, and um, yeah, Twitter at PSOS vids as well. So you can check me out there as well. Very nice, Omar. What about you? Yeah, um, man, Metal Gear Solid. This was this is one one of my favorite games, uh, to be honest. But I did. I guess I was a bit surprised. Um, at how much of my least favorite Metal Gear stuff was in this one. So I don't know. Um, in my head, I always had this ranked as my second favorite Metal Gear, but I don't know where it will go now. I mean, as of this playthrough, it is the best one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I will say, I think it's the... I think Metal Gear Solid walked so Metal Gear Solid 2 could run. <laughs> I really think it's maybe uh pairing those two together might be my favorite duology maybe ever in terms of what this game does and how the sequel plays off it and you know makes a sequel Uh, i'm really i'm really excited to see how that goes for us uh yeah otherwise um yeah i have a twitch channel owns a chef i watch car chases now uh (laughs) check it out and yeah twitter owns a chef as well very nice um yeah i like i said this is the only metal gear i've replayed out of all of them um before we even decided to do this show 
and I, I, I think of it very highly, and I think a lot of that is due to the scenario, because I think, well, all, I can say pretty confidently, I think like every game I've played, I haven't played four, but every game I've played in the series mechanically just keeps getting better and better. I don't know if the scenario of any of them ever like exceeds just the coolness of the scenario of Melgar Solid 1 more for me. Um, and on that level, I can overlook some of the frustrations I had. And again, I played through on easy, so like it wasn't really anything challenging for me. But I, I, I really love the characters. I really love their interactions. I like the scope and scale and ambition of this game. Um, and I think it's it holds up in a way that most other PS1 games don't because there's so much aside from just the gameplay where like crash bandicoot it's just the gameplay it doesn't really work fully modern day um resident evil one yeah it's cheesy but everything else in that game is like oh, going back to so on those levels i do think it's still one of the most impressive ps1 games um and i'm interested to see how long it stays towards the top of my ranking with like just where i think everything's gonna land um but uh, yeah, had a, a really great, great, great time playing through it like this. Um, and all my stuff, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, ChunTD2. Um, and this show is available on youtube.com slash joyclicks, as well as audio services like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a variety of others. If you can rate a review on that platform, it would be appreciated because it helps us find more people to follow along and play through in the Long Play Club discussions. Uh, that will post every Monday for the foreseeable future. We're going to continue Metal Gear Solid. All future Long Play Club focused things will be in the same podcast feed. So if you want to be involved for the rest of Metal Gear, just follow along in the subscription feed and uh, you'll get every episode. Worth saying schedule-wise, the next episode of Long Play Club won't be going over any specific uh, like text, I guess. It's just going to be sort of a little more debriefing thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 1, uh, talking about the remake that may or may not be coming this year. Uh, if we want to, also, um, I'm probably going to do what Jack suggested and watch like the cutscene version of Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, just to have that hindsight moving forward. Um, so we can touch on that too next week. But basically, next episode is going to be cleanup for Metal Gear Solid 1, the week after we will start Metal Gear Solid 2. And uh, all of that will be detailed um, on the, the channel, on Twitter, at JoyClicks. The schedule moving forward for Long Play Club will be uh, doled out the way it has been uh, for these past few episodes. So um, I think that's everything. So uh, guys, it was a great experience to play through the game with you like this. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for agreeing to this. I hope you guys enjoyed it too loved yeah, it totally yeah uh, and i'm even more excited to like continue it um, oh yeah which is which is great mm -hmm. uh so yeah thanks for thanks for sharing this of course yeah, yeah. thanks for having me mm -hmm. well thanks for having us yeah mm -hmm. uh so yeah i guess uh until next week the best is yet to come <laughs> right am i right oh yeah you are indeed right <laughs>